It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Let's go. Thank you for everybody for coming. It's uh, a beautiful Sunday morning. It is 8 a.m. It is BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic, broadcasting from the Xfinity Studios, only from Comcast. I'm John Barcher, James Zeltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton doing the three-man weave this morning. Uh, maybe a tiny bit hungover as we all enjoy the festivities over at Kung Fu Necktie. And a shout-out to... <laughs> that's right. That is right. Uh, a good uh, Our good friend Patrick Wall also writes for the site. His band Queen of Jeans had... Uh, yeah! Hanging out, so that was very fun. But um, uh, more importantly, Can fellas, we real quick, just say a lot hungover and yeah, not well, a little. Some, okay, some, some some guy over here is uh, to my left. My, um, my hungoverness has been called into question, though. So you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but we're going to have uh, a lot of discussion about the uh, extensions. We're going to get to some Senior Bowl talk. We'll have uh, Benjamin Albright coming up at ten o'clock just to get to his perspective on what he saw down there, what he saw from yesterday, because it is uh, finally time to start. You know, getting heavy. On draft season, I'm sure we'll get into that in uh, around the ten o'clock hour. But let's start here first, BLG, because I want to get I want to get your thoughts on this. This was kind of what we were talking about on the podcast earlier this week, and um, y- you know the uh, the extensions come basically for everybody. They come for Ertz, Selleck, which was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Lane Johnson, everybody was kind of shocked by the numbers, at least at first glance, that was coming out there. Um, you you know you're hearing that Cox is is trying to get a, his deal done. Curry's trying to get his deal done. Um, what do you make of the extension so far? Uh, the first thing I think, John, is that you're being very loud this morning. Am I? This is a... <laughs> John, no. all of our heads hurt. Come it's on, a... man. Please, please, pass these. Yeah. No. no, I mean this is this is what the Eagles do under Howie Roseman. I mean this is this is his thing. Uh, he he has his young players. He has his draft picks. He wants to get those guys signed before they get a chance to get out to the open market, uh, to get them to deals that end up looking good. You know, maybe you know you're you're paying more now in the short run, possibly, but and you're banking on that potential. But you know, if the guy plays up to the deal, you know, it could be a great deal in the end. Yeah, and I I think that's basically with the exception of probably Selleck because that looks more or less. Hey, we want to keep you around for it's a little like bit. A, yeah. 
which was uh, kind of interesting. They could have saved five million dollars by just cutting them out there, but I don't know. I just and, and just like you were saying, I think I thought as a fan base, or at least some of us did, made fun of the pay for the future type of contracts here. But I I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's just I think anybody would have would have made these moves. I don't, I don't whether it's Howie or whoever, but uh, a little more emphasis here because it's Howie's guys. Obviously, most of them are. Um, and I, I just look at this as, of course, you're going to make this deal. Like you're going to try and get ahead of the market. You're going to try and do these things. Would you? A lot of people are saying, "Well, this is a great move. It's a fantastic move." I, I think it's. Just, I think it's fine. I think the contracts yeah. are fine. I think locking these guys up are fine. You have to pay Lane Johnson. So whatever. I don't. I, I'm. I'm having a hard time reacting one way or the other. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a a, a bold move to, to resign uh, these yeah. guys at a time. I, I think. Look, the Ertz deal. He's already a, a one step lower down. It's like oh, top five paid tight end or top four or whatever. He's already a step down. Travis Kelsey has already been signed. And you look at these deals a, a few years down the road. Whether uh, let's take the Ertz one for example. Uh, you know, Eifert's got a contract coming up. Jordan Reed's got a contract coming up. There are a lot of these guys. Once you look at the uh, Ertz contract down the road he's not going to be a top four top five paid tight end for the majority of this contract right. and and for a team that has very few weapons he's a he's a weapon and, and i think obviously you if used more and and better or been made more of a focal point of the offense uh, i think that's a really good contract for Ertz. uh lane obviously being paid like a left tackle he's the future Which left tackle sense. yeah i'm fine with that too I, i'm with you i think they're they're guys you had to luck up uh the selic one feels like a hey buddy You've been a great eagle for a long time. It's not that much money. Come on back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, whatever. It, it lowers the, the cap that would have been there by $2 million. I'm curious to see. BLG, what do you think is coming next, though? Uh, a lot of people thought. I didn't think they were going to deal with Cox until next year. And I, maybe they still might not do that. I know there's still a lot of people kind of going back and forth. But it, it doesn't make a, lot, a ton of sense uh, either way to me to be like, yeah, you're going to pay him now as opposed to, you know, he's on the hook for about $7 million this year. You can right. tag him the next year after that. Eagles have a lot of leverage there. So if they're not if they're not hearing the correct numbers at $110 million or whatever, you know, whatever kind of number that they're going to get to. But would you be surprised if they if they don't uh, extend it before the, the season starts here? Well, you're exactly right. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going where they don't have to do it right now. We've heard from Elliot Shore Parks of NJ.com that uh, Cox and the Eagles are reportedly close. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, one thing here, Cox has been at the Pro Bowl all week, so, you know, it's not like the Eagles are going to sign him because it's like he's not around in town, you know, to do the press conference and everything, so maybe that's a factor. Uh, yeah, but I do think, you know, Cox could be next. I think, you know, obviously Curry is a huge one. He's going to be a free agent. They're going to have to work out something there. There's been reports pretty much since the end of the season that the Eagles have kind of offered him a deal already, and it's kind of just about Curry, you know, waiting to accept it. And obviously, if he's it's not being signed, it's probably not the greatest deal, at least in his mind, so... Uh, that's on the Raider, but you also have guys like Malcolm Jenkins, who's going to be a free agent after mm-hmm. this season. You know, you might want to extend him, especially lower the cap number uh, for this year and everything. Uh, Benny Logan, another guy who uh, from that same draft cast as uh, Lane and, and Ertz. Ertz, yeah, yeah. So maybe you're looking at an extension for him possibly soon. Those are the big ones, I think, for the most part. Yeah, and I think it's kind of uh, Jenkins was always that was my guess. I was like, well, you know, seven point one million. You want to bring that down a little bit. You don't want to let him go either. So that, and reward him for making yeah. you know, a Pro Bowl. And also for sure. being, like, you know, for what it's worth, it seems that this matters to this regime who's in charge now. He's been a good eagle. He's been a guy yeah. who's a team guy and always, you know, yeah. speaks to the media and all that. I think that that 
might matter more to this group of people here now. Plus, he called out Chip in public. You know? I mean, you know, it's got yeah. a warm up. After, but, a after being Chip's guy, though, he was always the one defending him. It's so yeah. funny how that happens. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's definitely – well, on top of that, and, you know, take it for whatever it's worth because – I'm sure he's bringing in his his PFF resume as well and going like, hey, they said it was top five safety this year. So number one, those, you know, those, number one was the number yeah, one overall. Number one overall. Even, so there you for, go for what those PFF resumes <laughs> yeah. are worth, right? Wh- which I hear they are handing out PFF sunblock and chapstick <laughs> at the Senior Bowl. They have no shame at all. It's blowing up, man. Yeah, so. Chris Collinsworth, they're they're you know mouthpiece. It's great Good um, for them. Yeah. So in in a lot of these things, sign to me at least. I don't know. I felt like the narrative for, for the last, well, I mean, basically when the season was, was here for the last four four weeks or so, it was always like, well, oh, the Eagles need to rebuild this team. And now it seems like rebuild? What are you talking about? You know, because of these deals. And I still think that it revolves around the quarterback situation and that being completely in the air. But it, it's, it, it feels to me like this is, no, we're going we're gonna to go in and we're going to compete now. Um, so... I don't know what is it. What does that tell you for the for the future, at least? Yeah, I think. Well, look, it tells me they're going to try. Future, yeah, yeah, I think that's. I think that's very clear, and I, I think that they have made it a point to come into this and and try and compete immediately. I think that Lori clearly felt a lot of heat. There was a lot of you know uh, animosity towards the team both during the ch- end of the chip era and then during the search and all that. So I, I think that in Lori's mind, and, and again, obviously hypothesizing here that. Uh, he wants to compete immediately and and he's going to he brought in a coach with the idea of saying hey buddy you're competing immediately we're not you know where in my mind I do I think they would be well served by taking a step back and, and maybe not trying to compete immediately I, I know you have a bad division and you want to take advantage of that while it's atrocious bad. yeah <laughs> but at the same time I, you know I this team's not winning a Super Bowl as it's currently constructed or or it's not a piece or two away and I think that I mean ultimately that that's all we care about, right? Yeah, it. Could, I mean, it could be if they somehow land the right quarterback. But yes, that, that, obviously, that, okay, one huge, yeah, piece one of humongous it. piece, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I, I just in in to in look, the, they're not, they're not going to find it in this draft. I know we have said that forever, but it, it's it's. I, I've heard that Carson Wentz is the greatest quarterback in the history of the world uh, this God, week. That, is that, that not trade. true? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like his, I agree. Yeah, his his freaking. <laughs> thank you, Pat. Uh, his whole ceiling i keep hearing is joe flacco and i'm just like really are, are we you're pining over somebody's ceiling that's joe flacco with a, a little more athletic and a weaker arm like f- fantastic well, awesome what, what i love is that the all the biggest thing you've been hearing all week is the he handled it all so well <laughs> you, you should have seen the way this guy handled himself like, like, an, like an adult it's like yeah okay he's yeah, gonna be so, quarterback in the nfl i hope he can handle himself in that situation really yeah, you know who else handled himself Dak prescott yeah, you know Great. Like, he was <laughs> he did Mississippi where the where the you know the whole get up, the, yeah. the the coat and tie and the khakis like they do down there. Yeah, also Kevin Hogan. Like he we go through all these. That's why I keep saying, like, there is no there is the, the, the QB class is so close to one another that you could argue you could argue taking any one of these guys in the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth round, I think. And 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 in I think it, Charles Davis was you know on this station he made this point basically yeah. saying the same thing and I, I just, thank God because I haven't heard it in a long time um, just coming on here and saying look because it's such a bad class they're gonna have to make a QB darling out of this situation and Carson Wentz is definitely that and it's it's been a crazy like look when you hear about these guys that come up and rise now it's just because 
the agents and the people that go down to the Senior Bowl finally hear all these things amongst the scouts and go, oh, yeah, he's going to get drafted higher because we have him this high on the board or whatever. So the rise up those draft boards is just new information for those media people that are coming in and finding that stuff. And, that's, and, and you know, that's what I mean. A month ago, he was the fourth best quarterback, and now he's the number one guy. And I think that is basically just on teams' needs and where where they want to draft. Well, you, you mentioned it, and we have that cut from Charles Davis. Beautiful. And, and, and we're, we're, he alludes to it. He's basically is, is saying, listen, teams are QB needy, and thus guys go up the board. Uh, let's hear it. There's Charles Davis. Now that I've seen Wentz on the hoof, impressive-looking kid, handles himself well, and he's athletic as all get out. The problem with him is he's a white kid from North Dakota, and they're going to say he's sneaky athletic. He's not sneaky <laughs> athletic. That. He is athletic. But is he a top 10 pick? Well, he probably is going to be. Yeah, see, that's a, I, and I'm with but, him on the sneaky and athletic. See, and, the, and the cut that the, the cut goes one like sentence further where he says he's probably going to be because teams are QB needy and, and we raise these guys up further than they should. Uh, you know, something along those lines. And that's dead on. Yeah, and and plus, like you're hearing, the Browns are two. If the you know the Cowboys, Cowboys. are in there, oh, yeah. you hear Tennessee want yeah, to trade. The Cowboys out of the- have been coaching them all week, guys. <laughs> and you want to you're hearing uh, what Tennessee wants to trade out of that first round pick because maybe somebody wants to jump the gun and get ahead of it. I could see, I could totally see Jerry Jones or the Cleveland Browns doing that. So, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that would be in line with uh, what we would expect from them. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like how I I guess when you look at the overall. We always say if quarterback is on the list of needs, that's the biggest need, right? That's that's the always, always and there. forever it's been yes. for years. Yeah, and and then, uh, but <laughs> I don't know what to you besides quarterback. What is the biggest need here, BLG? I mean, I, a lot of people say offensive line. I think that's an easy one to go to. There's yeah. wide receivers. You don't hear a lot about the defensive end and, and, and pass rush depth. And there's a lot of it. Trust me. Listen, if you are a general manager in this draft. And you need a defensive lineman, and you don't get one, you should be fired immediately. Like honestly, <laughs> there are so many bangers in this draft. That yeah. That's that's, and that's that's my concern with the Eagles too. Is they're going to get locked into one of these, one of these guys at thirteen, or move back down if you know Paxton Lynch or some somebody like that falls in, and they're going to miss out on more talented players. And I understand the quarterback isn't the most important position. I just don't see a difference in these guys. But where do you think is the biggest need here? I'm going to go. I'm going to take this question a little differently than, <sighs> than you might expect. I'm not going to say a position because I think that's too. It's 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 not the level at what the Eagles' issues are. I mean, this this is a flawed team, not just from a roster perspective, but from an organizational perspective. I mean. The Eagles need a GM. They need a or, oh, or I love that answer. Or, or if not a GM, at least a guy who is good at picking personnel. And it's it's for now, for as much as we know, it's going to be Howie Roseman. The Eagles are still searching for a personnel guy. They're probably going to hire uh, at least one or two more people, whoever they bring in. But still, I mean, it's probably going to be Howie in charge. At least that's what we would think, right? I mean, if he's the one doing these extensions and he's picking these players and everything, you know, why are they going to bring in a new guy and, like, all of a sudden he's going to be in charge? No, that's not that's not going to be the case. So, I mean, the Eagles need a personnel guy because they need talent all over the roster. Yeah. Like we just said, it's not just one need. So it's not just about getting that guy and everything's fixed. No, it's in the, you need a guy in here who's going to get – to fill out the entire roster with talent, and that starts with a, a good personal guy, and I don't know if they have that right now. 
A hundred percent agree. I, dead on. I think that's, I mean, look, it's clear if they're going to go into this whole process, obviously the coaching search itself without hiring a GM first, that says something. Then to go to the senior bowl, to do like, to go this deep into the, the yep. off season process, as it yep. were, without someone else tells you that whatever else they say, whatever, whatever else they do, Howie Roseman is in charge. Whoever they hire, whether it's Brandon Hunter, it's another name out there, Howie's going to be in charge of that guy. Whatever they tell us. You don't go this deep into this process and give Howie this much control at this point and then say, all right, I know you you went to Zebra, scouted these guys, all that stuff, whatever, uh, but this guy's in charge now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and it's weird because I, I look at the you know Brandon Hunt obviously with the Steelers, uh, Morocco Brown who's uh, just got fired from Cleveland. They're kind of cleaned house there and did all that stuff. But apparently, like a lot of people were saying, oh man, it's crazy he didn't get evaluated. And then Dwayne Joseph from uh, last year came over from the Bears. Yeah. He's now there internally, and I you know uh, Mark Dominic too, I, which I, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but he said, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey. I was a really bad GM in Tampa, and I'm good. Uh, yeah. You know, hanging on TV. I like ESPN. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. But um, out of these guys I, I think it would be a Dwayne Joseph it's going to be a guy that's internally just because of what you said like to bring in fresh eyes here and granted I don't know me and Brandon were kind of talking about this off here to bring a guy in now who you want to you know have all this have a lot of say in in exactly where you're going to go with with player personnel it's going to be collaborative, John. No, right? it's not. That's, but, a, <laughs> that's a thing, right? If you bring this guy in, who is going to believe in this guy underneath him? Who's going to actually believe that he's in charge? Whether or not they tell yeah, us or might, they tell us. But how are his people going to believe in him when they know that he's not in charge, when they know that he wasn't there for the Senior Bowl, when they know that he didn't pick the head coach? I mean, how else are you going to look at that guy other than, you know, how he's guy, whatever it is? I, I uh I'm with you. I think that's absolutely the biggest need for this team. Outside of that, going back to your question, I, I don't care. Just take the best player on the board. I don't care where you play. This team, has, as Brandon said, there's a lot of needs. It's a flawed team. You could make a case for pretty much any position player, you know, like other than maybe taking a running back in the first round. And even then, if, it, if Ezekiel Elliott's the best player on the board, I'd take him. Yep. I, just take the best player there. Ooh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with that? Well, yeah, I guess. I know you have a lot just... of needs, and I don't think it's going to be Elliott. I would I, say no. Yeah. Th- <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Uh, yeah. No, and look, I don't think it's going to be Elliot. I'm just I'm I'm trying to hammer home the idea that, you know, we don't need a, a Marcus Smith pick or someone where we're trying to fill a need or, or fit someone into a box at 13. There are going to be enough really good players there to take at 13. So just take one, whether it's no Spence or whether it's Spriggs or whether it's whoever these guys are. Just take a guy who is a good football player. Uh, controversial, James. Uh, it's a, it's controversial. a crazy take. As, it's a crazy take. As Patty just uh, said in my ear, walk, moonwalking out of that uh, that first comment, right? With this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, good. No, like that. the, no, but seriously. Take, and I would take a well, I, I, I don't do, care. I wouldn't Best do, player. I wouldn't do that because the, the Big Ten running backs thing, I just don't like it. I just don't, you know, I, it's been he, there for a long time. really good, though. <laughs> no. He is, but he's I, really good. I, I just don't. I don't see if you're going to take him. Well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it that, doesn't really matter. There are it's, there are better players than than I know that it's probably going to come back and bite me in the ass. But there's, I think there are better players than him that also fit the Eagles' needs yeah. at this point, where you can sure. kind of go and do that thing. And that's where I say, yeah, you know that I, I'm the, the, just going back to it because my biggest concern, and it doesn't even have to be quarterback. It's just whatever. I just don't. I don't want them to. To be stuck on somebody in the first round 
Then you got to wait two days before you draft again. And I don't, you know, and it's, we always talk about that. The, the most wait, important hold pick up, ever. Hold up, They don't have a second round pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, this I don't, the, know, if, this I don't first, know if anybody um, knows that or not. The first most valuable pick. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, but it has led to a lot of humor for all of us. I yeah. mean, there's been a lot of second round pick fodder uh, for all of us to have had. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Minus the not having the second round pick, which is the worst <laughs> thing ever, obviously. But that's where, and I, it, we're, we're going to continue to have this Bradford debate 300 and 855 million thousand times, which is a number, it's true if you look it up on the internet, uh, that that's where I just don't, I don't see any way, and granted the Eagles are probably going to, you know, they're, they're going to do whatever, at least tag tagging Bragford seems like a logical idea. Like moving forward, it seems like a logical idea just to, instead of having your rookie QB come in here who's, the, obviously these guys need a year so why not just have somebody there? Unless you, unless the the plan B is, is Chase Daniels, Mark Sanchez, and a rookie. Yeah, I don't know how you. Which compete. it probably is, and and I and I don't think you compete with that. I've said multiple times on this show the only great thing about Chase Daniel, the two first names. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But but Brandon, I, I want to kind of spin this to you because I know that uh, uh, Jimmy Kemsky, Philly Voice, uh, obviously great beat writer. Uh, he's okay. Uh, he's so so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to you know be nice, but no. Uh, uh, Jimmy is as. Uh, been out there talking about the idea of uh, one of the few people saying sign and trade, and you don't you don't hear that. You don't hear the franchise and trade option being thrown out enough. Uh, why not? That, I mean, that seems like a great idea. If you're if he's gonna walk, if you're gonna if he's gonna his choice is to leave, or if you don't think you're gonna get him for the price you want him, there are teams interested. There are going to be teams interested. Why do you not do that? It's a it's a rare situation. I think that happens. It's it's not impossible. It's just it, it requires a specific set of circumstances, and I think it matches up here with Bradford because it could be a situation where, you know, the risk in tagging a player, of course, is he signs it and then you know you're stuck with him. But with Bradford, you know, we're not sure. We're not completely sure if he wants to be back. Peter King said he, he's not really thrilled about Philadelphia. I think Jimmy Kemsky even suggested the same thing uh, on his own. So, I mean, that, there's always that possibility that he might not want to be back. So, you know, you franchise him. And then at that point, you know, his they're trying to get a deal done. You know, his agent and everything, they're going to want to deal done. And he wants done. to go somewhere else anyway. somewhere else anyway. And, you know, there's going to be teams out there, the Jets. Uh, I mean, They might sign Fitzpatrick, but I'm just – Teams that could be in the mix could be the Jets, the Browns, Texans, 49ers. I've said this for weeks now. It's huge, huge at play for Bradford. I mean, Chip Kelly already said he wanted to bring him back for next year. I mean, there's going to be suitors out there. Would he trade him again, though? Would we, we trade, trade for him, him again, again for a second round how pick? How great would well, that be? If the, real quick, if yeah. the Eagles got the second round pick back for Bradford be, from Chip, that would be oh, I think like, just amazing. Like how we, all the Howie hate would just like go out. Oh, the he door. completely disappeared. Like, oh my hero. gosh! Like, yeah. So would it be a better maybe second that's round? That's Howie's uh, plan to redemption here. He's he's going to take advantage of uh, bad GM Chip, but uh, <laughs> but he's not even making the calls. That's what I'm saying. Like you, well, you have to convince Trent Balky who. I mean, let's be honest. He's made some really crappy moves the past couple of years, but he traded for Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, this, yeah, but but we don't know exactly who played how better much. than Colin Kaepernick. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's it's been it's been Gabby, old old Gabby. <laughs> we don't uh, know Blaney. Yeah, we don't know how Blaney. Much, yeah, that's right. How much power Chip has exactly though? Because I mean, we've heard he's not going to have the fifty three, whatever. But he's there. Tom Gamble is there, a huge ally, obviously. Yeah, Chip great Kelly, and. I, and I think Jed York even said, I mean, like the quarterback, the head coach always has a say in picking the quarterback. It's too important of a position for that to not have him, Chip, have some 
Yeah, and they've actually gone to the point where saying like we're we we are buying into Chip Kelly. If if you're buying into Chip, there he is so specific with his needs and wants and the types of down to as we've talked about a million times the the physical size of the person and height mm-hmm. requirements and all that stuff. It's so specific for what he wants to do. So if you're going to buy into Chip Kelly, you almost have to at least consult with him and, and have him involved in that process because it's so specific the type of guys he wants. Well, here I'll go back to the to the tagging and trading. And I and I get it. It is. It would be a very unique situation. But uh, you know, if he doesn't sign it up to, I don't think teams are going to pull the trigger on that at free. They're going to wait till after the draft. They're going to. I mean, like it's like okay, you're offering a second round pick. We understand that. We're gonna we're gonna wait until what happens in May and and kind of go from there. So if those guys end up getting quarterbacks, or San Francisco ends up taking golf or Lynch or whatever it is that's out there, right. Houston selects freaking Hackenberg or Connor Cook or whoever's at the bottom there, uh, and then that kind of continues on. What's what now? I mean, it completely drives the trade value down on that. So are you willing to part ways with with Sam Bradford? post-draft for a third or fourth round pick or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, I I don't think that that would happen because I think that there would be a big enough market for Bradford where people would be willing to give something up before the draft. But at at the same time, yeah, and at the same time, regardless, sure. If if I'm not going to re-sign him, if if internally and, and, you know, whether we all want him to re-sign or whatever, if the Eagles internally have decided that they don't want Sam Bradford as the, you know, $20 million a year or 19 or whatever it is quarterback for their team, why not get something for him? Anything uh, at six, the seventh, the fourth, whatever it is, there, there's literally no reason not to do that. So that's what I'm saying though. But like you would rather just have a, a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick for Sam Bradford just to get rid of him. Cause he's not going to be the guy Yes. Why not? What, it, rather than nothing. My he, point he is if he's, yeah, back. if he's not coming, if you know internally, whether it's your own decision or talking to Bradford, that he will not be back next year. Why not try and get something for him to other teams? Don't tough Tata's you're playing on a tag then. Like I, I don't know. Like I would rather have that for a year than I'm let him walk or ship or do the or try to do the same thing. What if they don't want him on a tag? Year. What if they do not want Sam Bradford? It's a, it's a legitimate possibility. Yeah, maybe they don't want each other. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's, that's so I'm saying too, so, in that case, wouldn't out, you try and trade? Wouldn't you try and get something? If, if so, in the, so if, if that's the regard, are you really going to take the risk in tagging him, knowing full well that you don't really want him? Want want to make sure that there's a tag and trade in your place. I guess that ultimately they would probably work that out beforehand, right? And they could always, you know, you even can, though that would be tampering, you can rescind. <laughs> you can rescind the offer that yeah, they tag. Yeah, I mean, they're sign it, yeah. exactly. So there, I mean, there, are, and I don't think he's going to sign it one way or the other. I think if you if you put the tag offer out there. There's no chance this guy's taking a franchise tag unless he's forced to because why would you if you're him? He's going to get a contract. There are enough QB needy teams out there, and the next best quarterback on the market is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You have to take advantage of this opportunity. You know, you're the best guy on the market for what that's worth. Where you can, that's what, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, why on earth would you just want to get rid of the best available quarterback that's a separate that is on the market issue. by, a, by a, a huge margin? I would probably say. I know that, that doesn't make him a great NFL quarterback. No, it, no, okay. none of it does. It doesn't. No, that's what but, I'm saying, but none of it does. But if you're if if you want to go into the, you know the the Philly philosophy of like our defense is going to win you championships and whatever and if you believe enough in Jim Schwartz and all that, then you know at worst Sam Bradford is a game manager that's what I, I feel like is what Doug Peterson and this offense could be. But, hey, we got a lot to talk about, so uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get your phone calls. It's uh, BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's about damn time. 
It's BGN Radio. Uh, on 97.5, the Fanatic. Talking about uh, everything. We're talking about Eagles needs. Bradford for the 800th time to try and figure Keep out the cool. situation. Yeah. That's right. Shout out to Patty Egan playing the song I was playing in the uh, little producer's prep area this morning. <laughs> Who? He's, he's got good ears. Good ears and a hell of a it's face. good producing. Patty. I always do that. If I hear a host uh, singing a song or into a song, over you, you, you follow that away and you pop it in and, and you make the host happy. Yeah, so we, we, just before the break, we were talking about just, you know, like why on earth would you try and tag Bradford just to... Just to, you know, trade them somewhere. Obviously, there'd have to be a market before that kind of happens. And even more so, I think it's just the Eagles always seem to be a year off of what they actually need. So 2014, Nick Foles, everybody was high on that, 27-2 and two to death. Pro Bowl MVP. <laughs> Pro Bowl MVP. Makes Here noise. he comes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they pass on a pretty good quarterback class. You know, they don't choose David Carr. They don't choose Derek, Steady Bridgewater. Which Derek, uh, it isn't... I called is, his brother every single time. David, uh, David I hope David, we don't. Yeah. Just, no, no, David Carr's like David. selling real estate Derek. or something somewhere. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's that. So, and they needed to be bad last year to go get Mariota, to go get Winston. And they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. so... And now when they need that guy, when they need, uh, there's a new head coach coming in. Yep. Just like Kelly, Peterson's going to have a ton of say in his next quarterback. And guess what? nothing there so that's that's what i'm there's so i almost want them in and you know it's it's really hard to project like what's what uh uh, deshaun watson's gonna be next year and listen he could slip and have a really terrible senior year there could be guys that kind of come up here but it's just uh maybe maybe chase daniels in that sense isn't that bad of an idea at that point lock up your core players for a year yeah kind of see where everybody else is at build a core around them and then maybe go all in yeah Yeah. and then maybe go all in and get your guy next year that that was my thing and that's my ideal scenario uh my biggest worry and we've talked about it is the defense could be pretty good and and if if that's the case i don't i don't want to do the chase daniel thing if i'm going to be eight and eight or seven and nine you know you're doing that so you're you can get a legitimate chance to get a Deshaun Watson or someone like that at the top, and he's going to be that guy at the very top of the board next year, assuming he doesn't get hurt or, like you said, have a, a strange. He's I don't I just don't see it happening. He's too good. It's like yeah. Winston coming back. It's like you knew that he was still going to be the first pick the following year. It was just he's just that good. Uh, but I, I love that idea. I mean, I, I'm totally fine with that. I don't need them to compete this year. I just don't think that that's the mentality that they have uh, as far as as reaching or, or finding right. a guy. I do think that. You know, they're clearly trying to recreate the Andy Reid times. That that's, I mean, we've talked about that a million times. So I, I think that they would like to be able to get Peterson a guy. They've talked so much about him as a quarterback developer and a teacher and Reich as a quarterback guy and all that. They've put a Filippo lot too. into that. Yeah, a lot. And yeah, DeFilippo, great point. They put a lot into that. I, I think they want to go get him his guy, his future guy. And that's my own interpretation but i'm with you don't don't force it paxton lynch i i I so don't want them to draft that guy like yeah i just don't want him so i i think that that's a a legitimate possible scenario to happen but uh, for some reason i just get the impression that they they really want to get a quarterback this year well uh well uh, you know talk to the people out there 610-632-0975 what do you think is the biggest eagles need thus far uh maybe maybe or maybe not that's uh it's quarterback maybe it's the offensive line uh, but uh, we'll check in with uh, Rodriguez here in Morrisville. Rodriguez, what's going on, pal? Oh, how you doing, sir? How you doing? Good, man. 
Yeah, um, you know, offensive line, we, we definitely um, need some work on that. But, I, you know, I wasn't on board with Bradford at all, but he didn't play so badly that second half of the year. Uh, he was coming on pretty good. I think that he can work out on this. Um, Peterson right now has surrounded himself with some good people. And uh, I think he could do well with Peterson. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. Uh, honestly, I think that there's, I, I, again, it's just, it, it, you know, does he want to be, really be here? Like, you know, he put a lot of stock into into Shermer being here, into Kelly still being here, and I think there was a lot of a lot of that back and forth as far as, like, he didn't want to have to go. I mean, he's going to be on his, what, his sixth coordinator, head coach combo, yeah. something like that. So, like that. yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you, and I know there's a lot of people that get, you know, if the, if he uh, let me ask you this, Rodriguez, would you be upset if he ends up signing a contract for twenty million dollars a year for the next four years? You know, um, you know, if they could afford him, why not? Because as of right now, I've been an Eagles fan for forty years. I hate to sit around for another kid to come along that we don't know if he's going to come along or not, and not sure whether we're going to win a Super Bowl or not. Why not work with this guy? Why not? We know what we got on breakfast. We know that he, he's capable. Uh, no, Rodriguez, I get I get that he's capable, but Thanks he's not call, great. You know, I get what you're history. saying. Yeah, that's a great point, Brandon. All we talked about when they made that trade last year was the knees, the injury, knee, 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 knee. Like we had a, a commercial running on this station, like our quarterback's knee. You know, like like that was the big thing. He considered retirement. He reportedly. To- exactly, like, and that was a big thing concerns. too. It's like, do we want a guy who thought about retiring? All that stuff is completely not a part of the conversation anymore. It's all about either it should be. You, it should be. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> no, that's your abs. That's where I'm going. It should be a part of the conversation it really should uh, all we're talking about is yeah he got better or looking at him specifically on on how he fits on the team or this or that but why has that injury history in the in the ACLs because his knee was still intact at the end of the I year I know that but that doesn't change the <laughs> fact that he still has that history and that even though he only missed a couple games with that and look I thought he was tough I, I was impressed with his toughness he so he did, was, did Sean Lee it's Thomas Davis is playing in the Super Bowl. Like, uh, so what? It's always going to be. It's always right, gonna be right. And I'm there. not just saying. It's, the, I'm just it's saying. a little different, though. I mean, come on, those are different positions. So you can get a linebacker any time, like any draft, any year. And I'm like that one. But oh yeah, not like that. But still, I mean, like you can get linebackers, like quarterback. You can't. You know what I mean? It's it's such a different. The nature of the position is different. Yeah, it's the most important position in all of sports. Yeah, it's just that there's not. Uh, I don't know why. They, not that we're saying anything new here, but there's just no clear. There's no clear answer. Off of Bradford, if there was a guy you could sell him, he was just like, yeah, no, this is this is this is the guy. Then I'm fine. Then I'm on board. But again, you're still stuck in this kind of QB hell where, ugh, you know, and it's and right. it's clear that it's not. And, and I and I know a lot of people have already mentioned this too. It's just like, well, you weren't saying the same thing when it was when it was Nick Foles and a couple other guys. Are, yeah, because Nick Foles is terrible. Yeah, Nick and Foles Sam Bradford is bad. At least isn't terrible. Have some respect. Nick <laughs> Foles got yeah right. No, but Nick Foles got benched for Case. Keenum. Yeah. And he's going to walk into his, his newly second-year deal with the uh, now the Los Angeles Rams fighting for that position between <laughs> him and uh, who's the other kid, the Bodner that they signed up or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's I, it, it's going to be a long road for Nicky. I love the idea of Nick Foles strutting around Hollywood with, with John Hader and the Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> thing catching actually comes real. Yeah, catching an Uber, obviously. Yeah, how great would that be? Him and him and the actual Napoleon Dynamite just walking around Hollywood saying dumb hey, stuff. Yeah, hanging out at Ros- Roscoe's oh. Chicken and Waffles in the Scientology building. All right, let's go to who, uh, <laughs> Arthur on the cell. Arthur, what's going on, pal? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Incorrect. Correct. Incorrect. Correct. Yeah. 
rapper's got to go. You're going to pay him $18 Incorrect. to be 6 and 10, maybe 7, and I let him go rebuild. I love what he's doing. I love what the Eagles are doing. You're signing the guys you want to keep. I got a question for you. Why is Riley Cooper still there? Well, yeah, that's uh, I here's here's one thing I said to the guys. I said could be pretty interesting if he doesn't get cut because uh, <laughs> I mean I all, all I mean I'm sure they're going to cut him. I mean, just, bias. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who signed that deal. If that's true, if he stays around. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Bias. I think they're going to – you usually don't do the cuts in February, in, you know, late yeah, January. Yeah, there's no reason You're to. Gonna, it's it's going to come up to, you know, the end of February, the beginning of March, somewhere around there to kind of clear that out. Yeah, but you brought Doug Peterson in. If I was Doug Peterson, I would have stepped to the podium and said, Riley Cooper, don't even go in the locker room. Your bags are outside. Sit <laughs> out. You want to put the team back together, brother. And, I, yo – one thing before you hang up, congratulations to them Sixers. They were down 24. They looked great. Yeah, they no, did. Uh, did, you, was... did you take the plus 18, Arthur? Uh, did you take the plus 18? Correct. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was getting killed at the Brigada. I felt like the Sixers. I only wind up losing two dimes for the ride home. And then I get to talk to you guys. So I don't mind the two dimes. <laughs> uh, we appreciate wow. it. Thank That's like you, the man. nicest compliment anyone's ever given. I would take two thousand dollars over talking to us any second, any time. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't mentioned the Sixers this morning. Just real quick, I mean, uh, when Isaiah Cannon can get a four point play, things are rolling pretty well. Things are, things are rolling pretty well. Yeah, that uh, the Barnes though that uh, that three point shot just kind of killed everybody. But seriously, like give Nicki Minaj. Season tickets forever. Oh, yeah. Make her the face of the team. Let's do this. <laughs> she is a good luck charm, man. And is there, did I hear right? Meek Mill is, uh, or, uh, he finally released another diss track? Apparently. That's kind of coming on. All right. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. So. Diss tracks. Uh, I said this earlier. <laughs> breaking news. Oh, no. There is no oh, breaking news. Oh, I got news. you. So okay. Like, okay. Anyway, yeah. yeah. He's about to, I think, the, the <laughs> diss tracks died the day that Tupac did hit him up. Uh, it's over. There, there will never be another. It's over. That's probably right. Done. Period. Uh, but aside from that, it is still just trying to, yeah. That's uh, I t- look. I, I I know that the uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of lost for words as far as the quarterback situation goes because there's we're going to revolve around the same like four or five things uh, when talking about the situation. There's just there is <laughs> over no, and over and over yeah, again, right? and there's no great answer. There I, isn't. I there's, have some numbers for you, John. Oh, right, throw them out. I love numbers. I Real quick though, we do need to mention eight thirty eight. John was at a loss for words. First time that ever <laughs> happened in, in history. So there you go. Exciting. Anyway, Brad, Sam Bradford, 2015, yards per attempt, 25th. Touchdown interception ratio, 33rd. Passer rating, 26th. QBR, ESPN, 34th. Uh, football Outsiders, Advanced Metrics, 24th. You look at Brandon Whedon's oh, God. completion oh, percentage no. in, in this season. It's better than Sam Bradford. You look oh. at yards per attempt, Sam Bradford is .1 better. You look at touchdown and interception ratio, obviously Bradford played more, but sim- similar, very similar. Overall passer rating, Whedon is only .2 worse. You know Give that, that guy $20 million a year! Do you know that Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick had identical numbers this year, too? Oh, don't give me that. Yeah, no, well, I'm just saying, like well. the... I, what is it? No. It's a very different I, thing, I, I, sir. Honestly, Brandon you, Whedon is not adding what ten touchdowns on the Cam ground Newton and and that just, the year with those. Cam numbers? Newton had fifty total touchdowns this year through the the conference championship game. Come on, well, yeah. Well, I just I, I just think that there's I, I think people get way too stuck in 
those and not looking because those are all your numbers. I mean, that's Jesus. a body of work, though. Those are the same. Not a numbers. body of work. It's half. It's 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 and one half. One horrible no, half of the season. Of other other fact, okay other there were a lot of other factors. There were drops. Yes. There was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, terrible O line at times for sure. I, I think that those don't tell the whole story. And look, I'm going to put Brandon over the coals here again. Can we stop with the yards per attempt? With the damn quarterback, yeah, I'm fine and with that. I'm fine with that. Can we also just can we abolish QBR? Uh, <laughs> look, real quick, QBR for this year. Your ninth quarterback in QBR was Cam Newton. So okay, MVP and eleventh Tom Brady. So you're telling me there were ten quarterbacks in the league who had a better year than Tom it's Brady? It's not the greatest awesome. stat of all time, but you know, I'm just saying, like, there's all uh, or most of the metrics, you know, are all pointing in the same direction, and it's not great. No, I and I'm not saying, and that's what, uh, yeah. But don't you think that obviously, just on the eye test alone, that he's going to be better than no, those numbers indicate. And he did in, get better. Into the he season. got no. better, and but he did get better. The, you, you, you're right to say yes. it, there, there. It was optimistic. But how much up. better? How much? That, we don't know, but he did look good. That that second half of the season, Bradford looked solid. He looked much better than he had earlier in the season. I just it, when when you're talking and and like I said I'd be fine bringing him back for a year or if you theoretically could get a short term deal which yeah. I just don't see happening but I just he, he I don't think he's great there's nothing that I saw last year from him that said this guy can be more that this guy can like Joe Flacco we always rip Joe Flacco or whatever but he was good enough for a four game stretch to be elite he was amazing in those playoffs he was PFT commenter just just uh, just loved you it's but it's true for four games he was and the, i don't know if bradford has that in him i don't i've never don't seen know him be that he great. can't he doesn't have a higher uh, at least the same ceiling as joe flacco i'm saying for a four game stretch i don't know if he does Jesus, he's never guys, done that what are we talking about but he's never played that well in his career in his life like other than at oklahoma yeah when has he gone on an elite stretch yeah when has he ever carried a team on his back but, uh, uh, i know oh, oh he's never had guys, anyone playing with you, him did you did you see the team. Did anybody watch last season? Did but anybody, but that, you, we cannot say that the offense was freaking terrible. The offensive line was bad. Everybody was dropping not, passes. There wasn't a, a freaking go-to guy on the offense and then say, well, Bradford's fault. I agree, but the, the point is we're, we've been making the same. Everyone's made the same excuse for this guy's entire freaking because career. Because they're valid. But yes, but you know what? There, there are quarterbacks to some extent. There are Aaron Rodgers. He was playing with a, a mash. So he's year. not a top Jeff five quarterback. Janice, Jeff Janice is at 100 yards receiving in a playoff game because of this guy. Who are you, who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not even top ten. He's not maybe not top fifteen in this league. Guess what? If you if you draft one of these guys, they're not going to be top ten either. But eventually they Barely. could be. But there's potential. Who I'm cares not saying about- these. Are, but that that's what I care about. I care about the future. I don't care how this team is in 2016. I care about it in 2017, 2018, 2019, moving forward. Because I don't think they have a ton of chance to be great right now. I I, don't, I think it, maybe you have a great defense. Maybe everything works out. And Schwartz is a you know this guy who comes in and does this amazing thing with this defense. And there is talent there. Sure. That could happen, but the far more likely scenarios that they're a mediocre team this season. Whatever happens, the, so why the, yeah, am the, I not? Why am I worried about the quarterback for this year? Why do I care? I just care about getting that guy for the long term. Yeah, but why can't? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, people, it's a, it, you can have both. You can have both of those things. You're you can not, have a guy that's going to be here for a four year stretch that may or may not get you to wherever you need to be with a defense supposedly. Just looking at how how everything is working out, which is going to be one of your stronger points. So if you know if you can get some form of second half Sam and moving forward, like it's I don't understand how he regresses. But it's from it's, what there was, like uh, you know, they, it's for the money though. This guy is it's no. it's toilet paper. NFL contracts are toilet paper. 
We know that. I agree, but it, 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 this contract won't be as far as they go. A quarterback contract where you're the best quarterback on the market significantly, you know, at least compared to the other guys, or at least in theory, or people believe you to have a, a higher ceiling, a much higher ceiling. He's going to get a legitimate contract. It's not going to be toilet paper. There are going to be There's ramifications. A lot of guaranteed money in quarterback contracts. Yeah, that's fine. But it, I, I, who cares about the guaranteed money? You're worried about you're worried about the cap number. That's it. That's very. You can move that. Several different ways, right. and if we if you trust enough in Howie, which he's done a, a fantastic job as he usually does with the contracts and making them the you know I guess you could just say team friendly for the most part, even though this probably won't be a team friendly contract, but he's at least he's able to bend those things around whatever's coming in. Like I I don't I just that's what I mean. I don't understand like why people are so against having this guy around here, other than. If you want to go, again, if you want to go with the backup, Brown, it's so weird to hear you say it's the best quarterback that is available on the market. Because and they go, there's no good quarterbacks on the market. That's why. It, it's all comparative, right? Like, look, if, if if Aaron Rodgers were on the market, he wouldn't be. Or if, if whoever, even like if Matt Ryan were on the market, he wouldn't be the best quarterback on the market. If Alex Smith were on the market, he might not be the best quarterback. That's the that's the, the tier of guy we're talking about. I mean, you, you look at the quarterbacks, the NFL, there are, are minimum 12, 13 guys you immediately say off the bat, absolutely, I would take over Bradford. And then there are another three or four guys who are like, ah, oh, probably in that region, similar type of guy. Why do so I want to Pay him like an elite quarterback. So you guys would rather take Brandon Whedon at a cheaper price than Sam Bradford being here? For a year? Sure. Whatever. I mean, not the point. No, I'm not (laughs) saying. I'm saying comparatively. I don't want him on the. I'm saying, yes, obviously, I'd rather have Sam Bradford as the quarterback. I'm saying for the commitment and the investment, I don't think it's worth it. I'm. (laughs) Okay. Why why is that crazy? Why? Because it's not that big of a commitment. How do you know? It is. It is. $20 million a year. What's a a big commitment to you guys? I think he's going to get a a seven year, $100 million type contract. There's something in that region. It won't be seven years, but the point is, it's going to be that kind of money. He's going to get, what, $50 million guaranteed, something in that, $40 million guaranteed. Like, it's going to be a lot of money. It's not like a, you can't just say, look, I agree, uh, NFL contracts for the most part are not huge commitments that kill you all the time because you can get out of them and they are like toilet paper. You're not the, Sam Bradford with this free agent market at quarterback is going to get a legitimate contract that is not toilet paper. Yeah, I get. If, okay, well, how, but, but I don't know. You look at it, well, look at what Joe Flacco got. Look at what Alex Smith got. Look at what all these. That's guys the market got. that we we can have the same discussion about Lane Johnson and why would you pay him that money, knowing full well that you haven't seen him play left tackle for an entire season? That's yet. fine. That's a conversation we could have. Well, I'm that's not, what I'm saying. I'm not, not arguing with that. But, and I, 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 I have more belief that I have more belief in Lane in move, you know, being a left tackle in the future than I do in Bradford. Winning a Super Bowl, being an elite type quarterback. All right, let's go to Scott and Barrington. Scott, what's going on, brother Scott? How are you, man? Scotty, brother Scott. Yes. Hey, hey there he is. Sorry about, sorry about that. No worries, my, Scotty. Somebody was at my door. What's going on? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're here. Yeah, Scott. no, we're good. We're good, Scott. What's going on this morning, pal? Nothing much. Just again, sorry about that. Somebody was at my door. I'm, hey, let's do it. Be best, bro. Let's just talk sports, and I'll be out your way. Uh, well, Eagles hot topic, of course, and then um. No sixes at the end. Right. Guys, great, great, um, great, Mr. Um, coach Peterson's um, coaching staff so far. What you know of them from, um, of course, A to F. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I guess a solid B plus. A, the a nice the only thing is because I'm not sure about Doug Peterson or or Frank Reich. I'm not really sure. I, we right. keep using the term strong staff, but 
Who knows? Yeah, maybe, I like the maybe. DiFilippo hire. It seems like a really good hire for, for where they've Schwartz got. Is big. Schwartz is the big hire, really. I, yeah. I do love that Scott went Coach Peterson, though. He's, he's yeah, there. Yeah, I like I that. I like that. <laughs> hey, you know, I got to give the man due respect. But uh, hopefully um, he could bring us what we've been lacking. But I told, I told a guy yesterday, you got to give him a chance. I said, everybody was stood a chance to great Tom Landry, you know, John Madden. When he, but I'm, I'm definitely not saying he's them, but. You know, they were given a chance. So I, oh, absolutely. Sit, sit back. Again, anything's got to be better than that debacle, like what we had this year. But um, moving on to the Sixers, fellas. Wow, what a game last yeah. night. Pretty uh, awesome. Yeah. I, was, I was greatly at the sports bar. I said, yeah, let me just sit back down. And uh, my, my question to you, fellas, is, and I'll listen to answer. Thanks for taking my call. If they bring, um, if they get um, Ben Simmons and they bring Sarge or what big man are you trading? Oh, we were, we, were, yeah. we, we were talking <laughs> about like this last night at the bar. This is a very man. heated discussion here, Scott. Uh, just to break into some Sixers stuff. If if uh, I, I can't say this enough, you, you trade nobody. You absolutely trade nobody. No, uh, I agree. Be, with because Brandon. because it, why on earth would you want to trade a, a rotation of Nerlens and uh, Ja playing the five, and then you've got Sark and Embiid playing the four? And then you just kind of figure out and see what works there. You have Simmons playing the three. That's a pretty legitimate lineup. Now, that being said, if you got to get rid of one of them, I'm getting rid of Ja, and I'm trading him for whatever you can get. Ja's the answer. I think Ja's the correct answer. I agree. But I I wouldn't trade either one of them until you figure that out. Ja has more value elsewhere than I think he does being a bench player on this team. Yeah, or, or a six-man or whatever. Right. And look, yeah, yeah he's but, an ab, he is a, a dynamite scorer. I mean, his his post moves for yeah. a kid his age are, are so beyond his ears. He's a really, really a fantastic offensive player. And defense, look, defense is effort uh, in a lot of cases. It's it's effort, but I don't know if he will ever be an, an NBA defender. That's yeah, and it's awareness, thing. too. The awareness just isn't there. Yeah, no, that's true too. I I just think you can, you have them under contract for a while. Why not just figure figure it out for a year? No, and that's an interesting idea. And look, it all comes down to Embiid. You know, I mean, and, and if Embiid is healthy, he's absolutely the last one I trade if he's healthy. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you just hear. I mean, all the stuff when he was on the court, it just seems like if he grew, if he, James, yeah, he grew if, he can, if he can two. get on the court, he really is like that. That's the reason you tank for a guy, a healthy Embiid, like that type of guy. It really could be a, an elite franchise type player. All right, we'll swing it back to uh, Don in uh, South Jersey. Don, what's going on this morning, man? How are you? How you fellas doing? And uh, treat no one is the correct answer. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah. I wanted to talk about these quarterbacks because it is the first off. It's a bad draft class. Yes. Um, and I was just talking to the your guy who answers the phone calls. Osweiler hasn't been signed to an extension with the Broncos, but I'm sure after next Sunday, they'll be locking him up. Yeah, Peyton Manning will not be quarterback. No, yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah. I'd be shocked. Might not yeah. even be quarterback in the first quarter. Yeah, well, after, after, after the that, first quarter, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and the only other guy out there besides Bradford hitting the market or possibly hitting the market is uh, Fitzpatrick from the Jets. Yes, he is the next best uh, name on the market. Yeah, and I mean, that's what we have to go with. So, I mean, I would rather take one of those three quarterbacks I just named before I, I'm i looking at this draft class. And, I mean, like you guys are saying, oh, I'm looking at 18 and 19 and, and 20. But uh, Yeah, as far as, the, as far as the amount the of money? Yeah, well, for a, for a quarterback for the future, I, I, I'm having – I mean, you got people who are saying, oh, what if we – what if uh, Hackenberg from Penn State slides back? Will they take a chance? It's like – I no, watched, I, yeah, I, I mean, like, a lot of that guy play, and no thanks. Yeah, yeah we, we, I agree we, with you. <laughs> I, I would be upset enough about you know Paxton Lynch or somebody yeah, else exactly. like that. You, they draft Hackenberg. I'm going to yeah. freak out. I'm going to freak now, out and all gotta, that stuff. When I read these articles in the paper, 
about um, you know if Bradford should stay. They don't mention bad numbers. They bring up records he set this past year. What what do you guys know about that? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's some a, Eagles season, yeah, season, yeah, season records. Just like everything else, Don, and we really appreciate the call. You made some great points. I think a lot of it, just like anything else, I would, I, I can't say like, oh yeah, he really improved and look at the numbers. Look, Mark Sanchez set that record last year too with the completion yeah, percentage. I think that's a more lot of, of that is chips off. A lot of plays, just and, like yeah. everybody else was in the system. So, yep. yeah, so yeah, it's there just, was a reason. I mean, how many records have been set it. over the last three years offensively? You know, which again, Bradford could use to his his advantage and just be like, see, this is and that's oh, that's a lot what Jeremy should, Macklin right? did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if I were Tom Gunn, I would do it too. Uh, so yeah, there's. I think there's that element that's in there, and it's just. It, I I don't think we'll ever stop talking about th- this this decision because I think it it makes it's going to make a humongous impact one way or the other as Wait. far as where where the direction of this football team goes. Right? If they if they end up signing him and then it completely flops on him, which to, more to me it just sounds like they both don't really want to be together. I don't know. I just, I, it, it just, it just seems like it's such a, maybe it's, maybe it's just part of it too. I think a lot of people are on board of it because, and the same with everything else as it is the opposite of what happened last year. And this is the thing that always kind of gets, it scares me a little bit because yes, listen, Chip made some awful, awful moves last year, but some of them weren't bad, especially his draft class. I didn't think were that bad. So I, I just, I, I hate to go from completely like the four, three is so much better than the three, four, the, you know, the way that we're locking up guys are so much better removing Sam Bradford because you said, you know, you spent a second round pick on uh, this guy right, and now fair, for one but, year and now but, you're going to move on. But, from it. Well, that's been the theme of the off season. No, oh, yeah. let's give chip power, move on. Let's react. Like it's been a, a, a stark reaction to everything that's happened. We have seen the, like literally they've just spun the other way and it's, it's like, let's do the opposite. Uh, who's the opposite of chip? Doug Peterson, he's Andy Light. Like you know, it's like every single thing they have done this offseason has felt reactionary. Has felt we're, this happened. So what's the exact total opposite thing we can do? Let's do that. Uh, and you know what? But I'm as far as the spending a second round pick, the most important second round pick of all time <laughs> on him. You know what? It's a sunk cost one way or the other. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sign the guy just because I spent a second round pick. No, on him. I don't think so either. But it just seems like it's. I, I, I don't know. Like that's, that's Chip a, believed in him enough to give a second round pick. We don't know that this this you know group of people who's well, in charge. Did, they definitely did. I, yeah. You know because they're you know that's what I'm saying. Like that. So. But but it, it, if, like if he ends up, he, my fear is just like everything else is he's going to go somewhere, somewhere else. And it'll be fine. You know, he probably won't light the world on fire. And then you're sitting here with, you know, chewing your own pud for two years. That doesn't necessarily mean he would have had success here, though. Yeah, it's true, too. It's it's situation. (laughs) No, it is. That is so true. Are you kidding me? They're definitely. And you can't worry about that. So you're telling me if he has success elsewhere, but the other teams that he didn't carry on his back for the last five years or whatever. Then he suddenly like that's what I'm saying. You see where the, those kind of narratives go? Like, wait a second. Like you can't you can't say he wouldn't carry the team and then improve somewhere else and say he wouldn't do it here. Well, I know, but I, I don't. The point is, he could go to a team where he doesn't have to carry the team, where he has a, a great supporting cast around him, and he's great. Wouldn't you say that he's got a decent supporting cast now? No, ish. No. Uh, just the defense is right. That's what I mean. As far as the defense yeah, goes, n- otherwise, no. Not like great <laughs> and not guys. even great. It's it's it's. Uh, there are pieces that could be good in the defense. There's still flaws. With and one more in draft in a free agency. Yeah, the point period. is, but that's uh, like yes. So the point is, he's not he. Uh, if they're gonna if they bring him back and they're gonna be special or, or a legit contender this year, it's either because Jim Schwartz has coached up the defense in the most amazing way possible, or Sam Bradford's gonna put him on his back. All right, we're gonna keep talking about this, uh, and of course uh, Benjamin Albright coming up at ten o'clock. We'll be getting heavy into the Senior Bowl, maybe. 
maybe uh, throw out some names for you and get into that discussion as well. It's BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's BGN Radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. John Barcher, James Zeltzer, Mr. Brandon Lee Gavin, the Hefe himself. Of course, you're hearing the Queen yeah. of Jeans. Uh, with our good friend Patrick Wall on the uh, on the drums, there we saw him at Kung Fu Necktie. They were awesome. They were. It was so much fun last night. It was awesome to meet. We met a bunch of uh, Twitter people. You know, not real people, but <laughs> yeah, real they people. don't exist. But wait, people you had not known, you know, but talked to a bunch of times on Twitter and stuff. It's very fun. It's cool. I, and I don't, you know, I was. It was. Uh, I had a great time. The band was awesome. Uh, it was crowded, man. It was. It was packed in there. Sold out. Sold out. So, uh, and, and it was really neat, and, and the band was awesome, and very excited for Patrick Wall. It's it's cool. It, it was great to see. Uh, also awesome uh, is the Fanatic Snow Day. It's uh, coming up uh, in February 10th here at uh, Jack Frost. The morning show is going to be broadcasting there, 6 a.m. to 10. Mike Missinelli is going to be there as well, 2 to 6, from Jack Frost's E2000 Lounge. So that sounds pretty sweet and having the fanatic there from uh you know all day uh, sounds even better uh we'll be hosting a huge party with a brunch for, of you know great uh, games and prizes you can pre-order your lift tickets right now for just nine dollars and 75 cents that's usually 48 bucks so it sounds like an that's amazing an deal. insane deal and you save 10 bucks on ski rentals too because they're going for 25 they're usually 35 bucks you just go to 975thefanatic.com to purchase your tickets $9.75. Uh, activities are going to include a scavenger hunt on the slopes, a diamond dig in the snow, uh, our original uh, snow globe prize bag. Of course, Mike Missinelli will be playing the Philly Feud uh, on site as well. So that's always it. Yeah, well, it's going to be awesome. Then you bring that show back, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Philly Feud. CW, right? Yeah. Wasn't that all? Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because I did this read last week when uh, uh, John could not get in because of the 8 million inches of snow in yeah, Allentown. That was, that was fun. So I got to do the read, but I didn't. I did the read twice and didn't realize that the $9.75 that that was. I, I just got it at the end. Because we're 97. Like, oh. I was like, oh, I didn't get it. I was actually producing and someone else did the read. And they're like, oh, $9.75, that's clever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, or, I'm an idiot. I'm saying I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so uh, a correction before we 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 went. Uh, we were talking about there's there's a lot of like you know, yeah we want Sam Bradford here, but uh, there's an egg av that is you know very very interested in the details of everything that's going on. So I apologize. The reason why we're playing the Queen of Jeans is because. I, I actually we did hear the interview and I apologize to uh, Stazak and Lombardo yeah, because yeah. we were out rocking out. But uh, Lane Johnson did in fact have a hard, hard, hard say of like I definitely want him, uh, you know I definitely want him to stay here. Uh, if you look at the last part of the year, Sam was doing really well, completing a lot of passes and getting comfortable. Him staying here, him being familiar with the players, I think that would really help us out a lot. Oklahoma so, bias. <laughs> there it is. And also, also Lane Johnson just got paid, so maybe he has a little more liberty yeah, to course. say whatever yeah, he wants. Like, uh, not, nothing's coming I signed back it. at him. You can't do anything <laughs> now. Like, nothing coming back on me, man. Uh, so, you know, but it, that would that would have to be true with Ertz as well. So it, there, there's going to be uh, – I don't know. I guess that's that's the first kind of you know let, let's let's kind of do this thing and again uh, the the constant discussion that we keep having here this morning and it's going to continue throughout the the rest of the off season is you know does that does that twenty million dollar four year deal come or is is that okay to stick around with for that time while while these guys hopefully you develop another quarterback that's in there so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think there's a lot of that going on. I think that there's. Uh, you, you know, we were talking just before the break about 
Finally, you're going to see some of those box safeties be available. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, like Sean Davis from Maryland, who we pointed out in the podcast this, this week and had some slobber knockers during the Senior Bowl. And we'll talk to uh, Benjamin Albright in a half hour about that. But, yeah, I, I just feel like there's – I don't know. How much of a changing of the guard do you really expect here, you know, I, that's that, I guess that's where I'm still kind of hung up. We we in have ter- these, in terms of just talent have, on the on the roster. Well, yeah, they probably yeah. need two new guards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guardy McBeef and uh, the kid from Stanford because everybody loves that stuff. Yeah, and, and that's and that's true too. And I don't. And this is where I come back to you know. Oh my God, you have to you have to draft like 90 offensive linemen. You need one starter. Yeah, well, and you, you'd be okay. That's what I'm saying. You need one starter on this offensive line, and you will be okay. At least for at least for year one. Then you kind of do the same thing. Next year, yeah, maybe well, you get lucky and you draft two guys and they end up being great, but you need one. Yeah, guy but to you, start. Need, you need depth. Uh, that's the thing is because of the way that the lack of, of youth along the offensive line and the lack of, you know, draft picks committed to that over the last few years, they do lack, you know, just good depth, uh, you know, at least talented depth. Like, I, and in the NFL these days, it, it, people go down like flies, yeah. you know, so we've seen it the last few years with the offensive line. I don't think you could just say, all right, we need one starter on the offensive line and we're okay. I think the offensive line's problems are, are deeper than that, especially if you're counting on Jason Peters to be a part of that line. Well, I think they have, that's a, the thing. I think they have depth. They just don't have, you just can't have your depth starting all the time. Well, you know? Yeah, but you know, I, I, I think I, yeah, I think in limited action, not quality depth, not very quality depth. I mean, no, yeah, but that's that's true of any NFL team. Oh, no, you know? I agree. Yeah, it's a th- it's thin the position. Class Nobody and- has. Is there anybody in the NFL right now that has two back to back starters? Oh, well, I, I, I can't think of anything that's like, okay, they lost this guard guy, but they have an equally NFL starting there are a few. Qu- I mean, caliber the ba- guy. The Bengals do. I mean, the Bengals have Jake Fisher uh, sitting on their bench. They have Cedric uh, Bowie, uh, but I don't, I don't know. How to, <laughs> I'm going to mess that name up. But a first-round pick sitting on their bench. And but obviously who is going to take over for Andrew Whitworth? This yeah, is the real, real quick. Do you know how many playoff games have the Bengals won? No, I know. Yeah, great. No, but they did They did have the best offensive line. And, and I mean, I'm probably getting hate mail from Dallas right now. But the Cincinnati Bengals had the best offensive line in football this oh, year. No, so, without a doubt. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm cherry picking here. I'm taking a team that had the bet and giving you that as an answer. So yes, you're right, but still, I, I think you need at least I, I think you need one guy that you can count on to be a, a kind of a swing guy and be able to fill in a guard, fill in a tackle. And I don't feel great with Matt Tobin as that guy. No, no, I think if it, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're for for you know 45 snaps, okay. For 16 games, no. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. And, and you saw that even with uh, you know uh, a barber who was playing. It was stepping in for left tackle two years ago yeah, and, was, and played okay. Yeah. You saw that with Garner, who played okay. Dennis Kelly played okay in some spots. Yeah, but and like, then it was when you, when then, you finally and, have him out on the field for so long against higher defensive talent, it's like you're then, really showing your ass. And you know? your quarterback ends up with a separated shoulder That's and right. a concussion. Uh, so I think that there's there's a lot of those things there where they just need they need an impact guy. They basically need a guy to. I think the most importantly now that they're now that they've given Lane Johnson the left tackle money, they need to find. A right tackle. I th- totally I, agree. As a part from as a step from aside from the guards, I know that there's a couple of people on the practice squad that they still really like, but I think they need to replace right tackle before before the guards. Yeah, because you can't count on Peters to even make it through a game. You don't know right. if he can make it through a game. Like you just don't know with him. It seems like his body is starting to break down, and we saw this season where. He just, you know, wasn't able to make it through in that way. So I'm absolutely with you. I think you need to fill that tackle position immediately. Yeah, and and how do we feel about Jason Peters coming back? By the way, I mean that's that's it's that's a great a question. Deal. I mean for 
because you look at that cap number, and I think a lot of people were like thinking, "Oh, he might not be back." And then Doug Peterson comes out and just says, "Well, I want him back." Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of against that. I don't I don't need Jason Peters back from an on the field. Yeah, from an on the field perspective. Thank you, Sal agrees. Uh, from an on the field perspective, we've seen his play decrease. I mean, he's not he has not been as good. I know that people get really mad when you say that, but this two seasons ago, he wasn't as good as he was an all pro. I know he right. was an all pro, but he was not. And then last year, especially not only was his body breaking down, but he wasn't the same guy. So for that, for that number. And also, you know what? I, I know we're past and all that, but that dude quit on his teammates. Yeah. I, I don't like that. That's not the kind of guy I want but on my team. You say that, but his teammates love him. He is. Yeah. Like Jason Peters couldn't be any more revered than he is right now in that locker room. Players love him so much, and I think that's a big reason why he's going yeah. to be back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he, I think that's up. He's the well, Elton brand of this team. I guess, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and they kind of, I guess the Eagles would have a, a, a good amount of leverage to restructure his contract, right? I mean, like there's. You would think, but he's coming out and uh, he thinks he's the, the best. He called out team. Andrew Whitworth speaking I of that. Mean, that's what I mean. It's like I think that his view of of where he's at is is different than where he really is. At. Yo, sure, sure, and that's where you know I I and I, I know a lot of people say this isn't Madden, but listen, if you can play if you can play tackle, you can play guard. So yeah, I, oh, I, I I'm with you. So I I'm in either way, even even with that, if if he sticks to the, the outside and, and you put a gun to my head, it's like, do you really want him back here for nine million dollars? Yeah, sure yeah, I, I, I think you have to because yeah. you, again, you're just going to leave yourself. You're going to leave yourself short, and then that's what I'm saying. You're making more and more needs throughout there, where you can just kind of do that. It's the same reason why, like, you know, I, I wouldn't understand that, and then also keeping Selick. Yeah, you know, no, like, and, I agree. And, I, and I agree that they're they're totally two different values of contracts, and I get that. But like, why? You know, you can why? easily save five million dollars and say, "See ya." And there's a couple of good tight ends yeah. in this. You know, it's not a strong class, so I'm not trying to say that either. But there's there's still easily guys that you can find a block and and stick in there. There's a you can go get Benjamin Watson. You know, sure. some of those good Kobe Fleener of all those guys and just kind of stick them in there. And I'm not, you know, I, I think they're pretty much on on the same level. That Brent Selleck would be here. I, well, and I think you made the best point, and, and I don't think he'll do it, which is why I don't think it'll happen, but they should move him to guard. That That's the best idea for the future of his career, for longevity. Like, he could get another four or five years maybe. I mean, I don't know. His body's really breaking down, but it's a much less demanding physical toll for a guard than for, for a tackle. Yeah, I and, mean, and I, I don't understand, like, the. It, I mean, is there any reason why he couldn't? Couldn't play at guard. I think he's already said that himself. Like I, I know it's not. Say he doesn't you know, want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably, yeah, but you're you're probably gonna you're probably gonna have to at some point if you want to keep your career going. I guess it's that's kind of up to him on on what on how that goes. But I, I you know. I it's think weird. it could be a, a pretty a pretty decent uh, left side of the line. Scherf did a really nice job of of that in Washington. He's a you rookie, know. though. Yeah, he's a rookie. I agree for sure. It's a totally, di- but still, I'm uh, you know I'm just saying you, we've seen tackles slide over. It's not. A, I mean, guys, a swing guy. We just talked about yeah. Barbary playing both. I mean, these guys can play both positions. I don't think from a from a technique technical standpoint, Jason Peters has been in the game long enough that I think he can pick it up. I, I think it's just more an ego thing. I don't think he wants to you play th- guard. You would think that he'd want to be there, though, as far as, like, uh, it, it's less responsibility. No, you got Lane right next guy, to you. Dude. You got he Kelsey cleared, right next to you. He wants to be the guy. He, he made that at very the, clear. Uh, at the most important exactly. offensive line position. Right. Yeah, he wants to be yeah. the left tackle, not even just a tackle. He wants to be the left tackle. Like, he and, and says, because I'm the best at it on this team. And he's probably not anymore. Well, yeah. Just and, on and this look, team. And look, there's, a couple, there's probably a couple of of things here that I, I just like everybody else you I, I'm really not judging like I wouldn't say you got to throw out Jason Kelsey 
in the trash because he had a terrible season last year either. No. I know that there's a, there's obviously an age difference that's no, going I mean, on he's there. He's 33 and has had a, he played a lot of years in the NFL. I mean, yeah. Jason Kelsey's still a young dude. And I mean, comparatively, I, I, I mean, and, and how much was he? But like you said, though, how much of that was he laying down? Like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Obviously, I think we know at this point that he's the guy that probably talked to Matt Lombardo yeah. as far as saying, like, yeah, where his agent at least and saying, like, yeah. yeah, he's not going to play hurt for that yeah. guy. No, um, clearly, yeah. No, it's a good point. I, and we don't know, I guess, but I. I mean, we saw his. But I mean, he. We saw him laying on the ground. It looked. We all thought his back was broken yeah. or something, and it was just. It was just his body breaking down in front of us. Generative condition. Yeah, I just don't think that he's got the body to keep going anymore, no matter what he wants. All right, let's go to uh, Mike and King of Pressure. Mike, what's going on this morning, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good morning, sir. Um, I just wanted to say I'm not really so sure what the direction the Eagles should go with the quarterback situation because paying Bradford $20 million a year does not appeal to me. And I know that um, some people on your radio station say we shouldn't care what they spend because it's not our money, but I do care because I know about the salary cap and I don't want that to have them be in salary cap hell. But I'm also not a fan of drafting a one double a quarterback who's just all of a sudden rocketing up the draft board when we don't know very much about him. Well, and who's, so, not, who's probably not even going to be there by the time the Eagles pick, you know? He's going to be a top yeah. five pick. Mark it down. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mark yeah. it down. So he might I go before Goff at this point. Yeah, but so I don't know. What what do you guys think? What is, what's your opinion? What, what do you think the Eagles should do in this situation? Because I think they should just build up their team and then maybe have like a bad season and hopefully get somebody next year with there might be a better QB class. Yeah, I think I think they need to. I think they need to give themselves as much options as possible. I understand you. Like, no, if you're a football fan, just like if you are a basketball fan, if you're a hockey fan, you have to somewhat pay attention to the cap because that stuff matters. That definitely matters in it's trades crucial. and everything else. It's very crucial. Baseball well, is a whole different other thing. Well, so baseball doesn't have a cap, so, so you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> I don't think. In, and Mike, I think this has been a big misnomer for this entire offseason that they are in somewhat cap hell or would be in cap hell. They can, they can afford everybody. Yes, there will be some backloading of contracts. Yes, there will be some of those things there. Um, but it, 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 it and it's just we're going to be asking the same question. Is that worth the $20 million? I say I was just saying earlier, if you want to walk away from Bradford, then don't get yourself locked into a first round quarterback. And just and I agree with you on the point of just get get the best players that are there. At, you know whether that's Miles Jack or an offensive lineman, oh, et cetera, Jack. et cetera. If if Treadwell <laughs> some, somehow you know goes to the end, yes, if Coleman's still please. there, whatever, d- do those things, and then take one or two quarterbacks in the later rounds and just see if you can develop those guys, well, find somebody in free agency, et cetera. What worries me is that I'm also don't want us to become like the Houston Texans who are perpetually have like this great team, but they cannot find a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback since I, they've ever existed. They've never had a quarterback, and like. It's just they, they always have, like, this great defense, great offensive weapons, but they can't go anywhere. Cause right, and, and, and that's exactly right, Mike. And that's what we keep saying back and forth is, like, you're not going to be able to compete. And that's what I'm saying. Like, are you going to be able to compete with Chase Daniels? Probably not. Are you going to be able to compete with any one of these guys year one? No. No, you're not. We had Sorry. Uh, just uh, to no no love for Matt Chubb there. We actually had a guy <laughs> yeah, call. Yeah, there you go, we, Matt we Chubb. Had a, we had a guy call the Super Pro Football yesterday who said they should go get Hasselback or Matt Chubb and just take a year and, and be bad. I was like, Matt Chubb? Yeah. Like, that's the name you're bringing? Really? And Hasselback's bad enough, but Matt Chubb? Or we could go get a knife for me to sit on. Well, that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a, I think there's, there's a ton of different possibilities there. But, yeah, it's just like there's – Rather get Thad Lewis playing quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like for again, for Eagles needs in free agency and in the draft, 
it's a terrible time. It is a terrible and- time to need those things right now. And and again, I was just saying at the top of the the top of the show where they're always one year off of what they actually yep. need. Like there's no there's nothing magical that kind of fits into this place. And just going to go back to the discussion about optionality and things there. Like they didn't they didn't do that when McNabb was here. Other than Kevin Cobb, I can't think of another quarterback that they took and were going to give like serious umph to unless they were really late late. yeah they took feely obviously they developed that was one of the things that andy was really good at was taking guys late and and kind of developing them and making them worth something or picking up a jeff garcia and making it work he was he was really good at that and coy detmer and all these people who you know should have not have been playing quarterback in the nfl anymore at that point or or ever in some cases and and made them look better so uh you know sure I, i think you could take a quarterback and develop him and i do want to qualify this by by saying that I don't want to say that I don't know enough about Carson Wentz to say that he's not going to be a, a good quarterback in this league. I, I think he's a starter, but yeah, I just don't I think mean, it's a, I don't know his ceiling. I don't. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't blow me high. away. But yeah, I I think so too. But but it, it, Mike is right. He is a, a somewhat of an unknown in terms of of really seeing him against quality competition. So it's hard to really. You know, Which again, I, th- I think is I think is a bad way to evaluate players in general. Like it doesn't, you know, there's there's a ton of guys that have come out of the the FCS and still had fantastic careers. Whether you're a quarterback, you. yep, yeah, and so, many, yeah, uh, Steve McNair. I mean, a ton of them yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and look, a lot. Tony Romo is and, a and look some of the yeah Northern Illinois. This yeah. is an undrafted free agent. That's, those are Phil Sims. That's a great call from Paddington in my ear. Oh, nice. Uh, where did he go to school? I actually forget. Where uh, Paddington State. Morehead State. There you go. How about, and that's, but that's you're right. You can. Uh, it's more uh, like I don't know. I'm I'm I like to watch the the what they did on the field though. I I don't. The me- I feel like we've gotten so crazy with the measurables and they matter. You need you know that stuff does matter and and how hard you throw and all that is is clearly crucial. But what uh, doesn't it matter how they look on the field, how well they play? What why doesn't that matter yeah. as much as it as it should? I, no, I think it, for the I think for the sitting audience, the couch scouts, the, and and stuff like that. I think there's there's that comes into the discussion a lot, but that's not what I mean. That's I not know. what the Senior Bowl is about. The Senior Bowl is more important about what they do in practice. Yeah, how they develop much there, more, much more, and also what they yeah, and what how what do they measure? What's their height? What's their size? What's their width? Well, all that stuff, you know, uh, arm width, all, like all that kind of stuff is is more important than than actually how they looked in their games. Well, yeah, then in the in the tape of just like, and especially with, and this is, you know, that's what I'm saying. We're having this discussion, but it is so incredibly hard to find a good, a good uh, the franchise quarterback. It is so incredibly hard. Yeah, and, it's the and hardest that's thing why, to do. And BLG, and I always kind of bring this up too, it's just like that's where, you know, you, you think back a couple of years ago with them not being able to take guys there that are kind of t- to back up foals yeah, to even like that not go with Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, in, the, in that era where there's just not, they, they, they leave themselves so limited because they have, you know, they they They've got, got they that like set yeah, these they, things in stone. Like, no, we're not gonna, you know, unless you want to yeah. consider Cobb and Nick Foles, my quarterback Michael for Vick the next thousand what? years. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there's just even with Vic. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get somebody behind that? I guess you can say Foles yeah, is there. Well, that was the idea. And that was it, and then they kind of stuck, but they didn't. They stopped at that. I mean, you know? the twenty-seven and two is the most unlucky thing that ever happened in this franchise. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. Other than in the moment, I mean, that you're absolutely right. Because because also because this fan base, you know, uh, coming off of that, they would have skewered them if they had wasted a for you know wasted at the yep. time a first round pick on a quarterback. They would have gotten killed. Absolutely. Yeah, but the, uh, the Pro Bowl MVP. You know, but you had the, a quarterback who was coming off one of the great years of all time and and tons of luck and all that stuff. And but a, an amazing 
year, or at least amazing segment of games, 10 games, whatever that was. Uh, I mean, if they had taken a quarterback, they would have gotten destroyed. Well, yeah, and that's just kind of, you know, maybe... And then maybe you should be okay getting destroyed. Maybe it shouldn't matter. Maybe you should be able to say, all right, look, I know. I know this was special. This was a nice little run. I know Nick Foles is not the guy, which Chip clearly did a year later, said that he, you know, and we all know. That was one thing he was right about. You know, the second rounder, the Bradford, who knows? You know, that was a mistake, obviously, a second rounder. But he was right that Nick Foles is not a a good or a great or good NFL quarterback. Yeah, and and this is, BLG, this is kind kind of wrap right back around to, the the Bradford discussion is because I don't think that the other thing because it's cheaper makes it better. You know that's where I, it doesn't it doesn't make it I, either way it doesn't make it the better or the solution in my eyes. Like being being able to uh, if you pay him twenty million dollars, you know is that that might look bad, but the other options out there are. <laughs> I don't know. Again, like I said, like the the but rest you want to of talk the... about optionality, John. That is keeping your optionality, keeping your options open, keeping yep. that cap space open, not committing it to a guy you're really not a hundred percent convinced on. Yeah, I. It, yeah, well. Yeah, why? Like, why? But I agree. That's but real can, optionality. But there. that's what I'm saying. How can you be so convinced that? One of these guys in the draft is your guy. I'm not. Versus, yeah. versus, no, I'm just saying from an Eagles well, perspective. Well, I think, I think it's a lot easier to look at a, a, a unfinished piece, a, you know, a, a raw thing, a guy coming out of college and say, oh, he has this tool, this tool, this tool, and this tool, and I can make him play how I want him to play. I can make him play in my offense. I, you know, I think that it's, it's different looking at that guy than looking at a guy who has had so much time in the NFL and, and there, you just, you look at him differently. You, you don't look at him as Sam Bradford or, or, or some, you know, look at him as, a, a raw piece that you can develop. The thing with that is you have to be convinced you can develop that guy. Yes. You have to be de- convinced there's potential there. With Sam Bradford, if you're committing $20 million, you have to be convinced he is the guy. It's not being convinced about potential or anything. You're you're saying this is definitive. We know for sure he is worth this. With you know, with a rookie, obviously, you know, and if you're taking him high, you, yeah, you're you're expecting him to be the franchise guy and everything. But you're also expecting, like I said, to develop that guy, and there might be a patience there and things like that. Yeah, and you're developing the way Which you want. Bradford, he doesn't have mis- there. Yeah, he doesn't have like the mistakes you don't want him to make are not there. You can you can train him exactly how you want him to play. In so your my offense. point there is, if you're feeling less than certain about both options, how are you committing? Like, if you're feeling less than certain about a quarterback drafting a quarterback or extending Bradford, how is extending Bradford the answer? Because, like, again, I feel like you, in order to do that, you really, really have to know for sure that he's worth committing all that money to. Yeah, well, it's, it's for me, I mean, it's a, it's a Bradford and. You know, it's yeah, always going to be Bradford and right. for me. If, right. If, whether, and you wanna, whether you want to commit that to first-round QB, third-round, fifth-round, sixth-round, taking two yeah, in the seventh. Agreed. Whatever. It's, it, that, that's where... You know, I, I I just think we get we get too hung up on the cap space because there's always going to be a way to manage that so you can fit everybody in there. You can sign Cox, you can sign Bradford, you can sign all those guys and have the team ready to rock and roll. Yeah, but you can have the, an incoming rookie class that's not going to make anything. But is that a Super Bowl team? I don't think so. You know, if that's what you're building around, I don't. I, like, that's the point, right? I, I and look, they might think that Bradford can win them a Super Bowl. They might believe that. But the point is, you, like Brandon said, you're not giving him even if it's only four years or whatever it is. And I don't. I think it's more. At least on the, you know, I don't know if it actually plays out that way. But if you're not giving him that, unless you absolutely believe that he can. Can, can Alex win you a Smith Super Bowl? in Kansas City with that defense win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. I don't Probably know. Not. Maybe. 
Very, very <laughs> soft, maybe. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, so, but they're in the contention, point, right? That's what uh, yeah, I'm saying. But I don't there. care about contention, right? I mean, if you're getting. Yes, you're, we do. Yes, we, we do. We do to a point. We do to a point. But the point, we still in this town want a Super Bowl. There is nothing else that matters. We have we've contended enough. We've been to NFC Championship games. We've been a. Uh, oh, contended enough the, after the quote, not winning a playoff game. What, whatever. The point is, long term, all we care about is a Super Bowl. Yes, we'd like to be in the playoffs every year and be competitive. Sure. But if you're going to tell me I can be in the playoffs, 10 straight years, but not win a Super Bowl, or I can win a Super Bowl and miss the playoffs the other nine, I'm taking that Super Bowl. Right? Of course. Of course you are. Of but, course. But that's but like that, crystal ball thinking, no, too. It's but just the like, point well, is, is, is everything. You and, you're telling me you'd rather be the Rams right now. No, um, my point is what I'm saying. Sure, they won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. That would be amazing. Awesome. <laughs> I would have taken it. And, and they, now they're in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, but yeah. Congratulations. Very, uh, no, but uh, but my my point is is that everything has to be in, be done with the intention of winning a Super Bowl. Not of, of being better or being competitive or winning the division. Who cares? But that's but I don't know I don't know either way if Sam Bradford can can do any of those things. My point, based on his twenty million a year, based they, on his they, history. But you, but why? They, they, they laughed at the Alex Smith contract when that up. You're like, are you kidding me? You have I to pay. I just said I wouldn't want Alex Smith as my. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> talking about the market. The market is there. You have to pay these guys. Yeah, no, that's what the or price you is. Don't or you or go you with don't. a retread and you draft someone and develop so you're going to go against that guy against what what the market is telling you, I'm just and you're going to you go say, have... you know what, I'm better than that because I know he's not worth it in my eyes and my no. Italian evaluation. I'm going to no, stick, I'm saying, stick with the draft because that's where that, the quarterback I'm is. I'm saying that the team <laughs> themselves, it, it, it's all obviously what they see, what they believe, right? Like, So in their eyes, if they don't think that Sam Bradford is a guy who is a, a going to win a Super Bowl or can win you a Super Bowl, then you cannot give him $20 million a year or 18 or 17 or whatever it is. I, I understand that's the market, but why does this have to be the guy that you sign? Why? Just because he's the best guy in the Why do you have to market? sign Lane Johnson? Do we really know if he's going to be a left tackle oh, his entire career? Oh, that's a terrible. How is that terrible? It's the same argument. You're no, saying like this. We, we, do, no, we don't not. know if Lane Johnson's going to be this Lane absolute Johnson stud there. left tackle that's going to be the best thing in his ear. Who knows if he gets us to a Super Bowl. Very wrong but the here. market says you have to pay him. That's what I'm saying. You can't keep no, these guys the, around for nothing. The point is you don't have any. Lane Johnson is the only tackle on the team moving forward. I mean, it's a complete. It's the only quarterback you have right now. But he's yeah, this, this I, is going to go on for. I'm I telling know. you, this is going to happen until April, I, and, I and just, nobody has I a good answer. Disagree more, like I just I <laughs> or February the tag. Oh, Feb- coming, yeah, tag February. Coming up That's soon. right. That'll so we'll have we'll have a, a, a clearer answer. On what's going I just on. don't under I don't see why just because he's the best one available right now that he's the guy you're going to commit to and build your play franchise. Play him on a tag. Around. Play him on a tag for that, a year. I'm fine with that. Fine I have no happens. problem with a tag. I have no problem with that. I've said that from the beginning. I, I'm totally fine with that. I just don't see that happening. Every time I'm in the street, I hear yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Facts. I'm just about that action, boss. It's BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. We are broadcasting live from the Xfinity Studios only from Comcast. A little Kendrick Lamar action it. there. Nice. Never, I mean, nothing Pat, wrong with that. Paddygan just endeared himself to my wife. Like, like Loves Kendrick. She is a big Paddygan fan now, I guarantee it. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, she's also teaching you how to do the Dougie properly, which is important yeah. for this upcoming season. It's never so. gonna never gonna happen. But uh, she she gosh, can, it went great. <laughs> <laughs> she can she could do the Dougie, so that's good. Yeah, so we're, you know we're we're just talking about yeah, a lot of the process that's been going on here 
as far as like what we know we're trying to judge and engage and by the way it was uh, February 16th is that right BLG is that's when the cutoff date for the uh, franchise tagging franchise tag transition tag all of that yep yeah so there's uh, uh you know so there's there's still a little bit of a t- of time here and it's going to be you know I, I don't know I don't think I don't think an extension with Cox or Curry or anything else is really going to tell you anything um, uh, like that, I, I just say, would you assume at the, you know at what point would you expect BLG for the the player cuts to kind of come in? Do you, I mean, like most of the time, if if they want them to be involved in free agency, they're going to kind of roll that out somewhere in between there. I would say maybe a week, two weeks before free agency, that's when you're going to start to see the cuts. And I know everybody's crossing their fingers and being like, please let it be Cooper. I mean, this is so easy. Just just Ooh. cut the ties and move on, though. And, yeah, you know, like, but. Especially if you're going to have this kind of stark, you know, go the other way with everything, wouldn't you have thought? I mean, I almost thought they would have just gotten Even rid of me. Even for a PR that's what, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Literally, for Wait, a PR Go the move. other way. Go back to... I know, I'm is, saying, isn't this all about getting back to the Andy Reid era? Yeah, that's Who drafted what Riley Cooper? Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 oh. Hey, now. That's what I'm saying. I was like, there, there could... Oh. I think, I mean, I I don't... I obviously probably... Let's uh, make this clear. I, I None of us it. want Riley Cooper back. Oh, that's, my yeah. God. No, no, no we all actively want him but gone. We can say that. I'd like to place a small wager in saying that he's still on the team this well, year. Well, I think you get good odds on it, if nothing else. I'll bet you most people, I would say 99% of Eagle fans, just assume that he will be gone. Yeah. Right, and I don't think it's necessarily a lock because of the fact that Howie Roseman was there when he drafted him, and they are from the same college. I know that's kind of silly, but, you know, it might be a factor. Who knows? Uh, I think it plays a role with Howie. I think he right. th- he has a real Florida thing. But oh, yeah, for the sure. The money, he's got to be gone. And he's just he went like seven out of 16 games this year without even recording a catch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, why? Just and, and here's the saddest part about all that. He was probably their second best receiver this year. Oh, yeah. He really yeah. was because J-Matt was number one and... Everyone else was so bad that by default Riley Cooper and, was. The and for a couple best. of weeks, Miles Austin was too. You well, know, like for, for for because I think of the two. Never say that name again. The, the what two, are we doing the here, guys? Bobs. What are we doing? We're telling you. We're telling you to draft a wide receiver. Can, we, can we talk about the Super Bowl? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, with we this? will get into some Super Bowl talk actually a little bit. The you know the Pro Bowls tonight, which is. <laughs> In my eyes, no matter how, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to. you say that? I think 11.4 million watts in 2014. Shut up. You yeah. want to know why? Because we're addicted to football. Yeah, we'll take anything we've we can had get. This conversa- uh, we've had this conversation a lot this past couple of weeks. Literally, the NFL cannot kill itself. But is that football? No. No. The Pro Bowl is not football. But it, it doesn't. It's some It's some form. It's, a, it's a, a joke. It's like playing catch with people or something and running around. There was fantastic college basketball going on. There was a, a ton of other things that were happening yesterday. Guess where most of the eyes were? Yeah. The Senior Bowl. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> you know, like uh, the NFL literally cannot kill itself. And, and, and uh, Oh, and they've tried. Many. For this Roger entire Goodell year they've tried to do that. Everything he can do to, to impugn the shield. And, and, and yet it just keeps yeah, on trucking, keep on man. Trucking. All right, and he makes $44 million a year or whatever it is. So <laughs> let's stuff. go to uh, Joe Anacel, who's been waiting patiently. Joe, thanks for joining us this morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Um, my plan is um, I would franchise him tomorrow. Um, and, and either trade them, try to do like New England did, or then work out a deal. Because then, then you would have him. And if, I'm sure his agent knows five or six teams that want him. He's probably the most sought-after quarterback, unfortunately. I mean, it's not a great press. So I would franchise him immediately and say, yeah, you either sign with us at this X, whatever X is, or, um, you know, are we going to trade them uh, to a team? And even if they get a third round back, you know, to try to recoup some of that second round that they gave up for him. Totally agree. Um, 
Um, that's my my move, and I do that tomorrow, February 1st, to send, send a message. I'm not a big Howie fan, but I will forgive him if he makes Mike Mayock his personnel guy. Look at that, man. Ah, speaking away, of that. If, if he put his ego away and let him be the personnel guy, he will be – all his sins are forgiven. The, the Danny Watkins sins forgiven. The stupid. Wow. Did, you're going to forgive him. Mike Mayock has to come in. You're going to forgive all the other stuff. I too. Because Mayak will get it wrong. No, no one's perfect except maybe my wife who never missed. Oh, look at that. So close to Valentine's Day, put that on the loop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think everybody else's wife is in the same boat, too, so don't care. Correct. Mine is. She's always right. Right, okay. So, so, I mean, Mayak will get one wrong, possibly, but he's not going to reach. He's not going to take a four. You know, I I I use our last guide. I think it's the best draft thing. Aguilar, they had him as a second or third round pick. He played like a second or third round pick. Okay, I mean, not even. He he's just not there now. Howie Roseman, as a general manager, what he should be doing? He should be lobbying to the. His name is Howard Katz. He's the schedule maker. Every year, the Eagles play a team off of a Thursday game late in the year. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's no. We appreciate the call, Joe. And. And if all the TV guys that have been mentioned, or all the former players that have been Mark mentioned, Mark Dominic and all these names, <laughs> yeah, this is, Brian Dawkins in the front office, oh my God, Ron Jaworski, Mike Mayock would be like the best one, the best one By out far, of the TV I w- guys. I would take. Right? I, I would be like that. I was and literally going to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he wouldn't. no, no Why he would he? But I was literally going to say the exact same thing as we've heard so many of those TV names. He's the only one where I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, or throw yeah, Daniel Jeremiah. Throw yeah, that out there sure, too. Yeah, like all those guy, guys. Like, are, yeah, you none know, none of those guys are doing it though, in my and, mind. And we wouldn't want them here no anyway. One, I mean, just like you know, it's just no, the, yeah, no one who has other options, whether it's in the media or 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 in personnel or whatever, who has a better option or at least a, is going to come work under Howie. Yeah, and I, I don't want to look, and I don't want to steer this direction of just like what would it take for the Eagles to get back to the Super Bowl because I think that that's kind of a snooze fest. Like that, I think that always happens. But it, it's interesting to look at these two teams now that are that are here, and they they have it's complete opposite of of what happened. Like I I wouldn't even say, you know, a lot of people point out to like, oh yeah, look at Peyton Manning, uh, but that's not what got him here. He had no. a horrible year. He, he was the, the 17 interceptions in like 10 games or whatever. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's not like, the, you know, Q, QB is the most important. And the, the the exact opposite example of of Denver is staring right, you know, staring you in the face with Cam Newton. They've had a really strong defense. It's obviously probably not as strong as Denver, but it's close. It's really good. And if you pair up, like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see... Any other way than, than Carolina going there and smoking them? I just don't. I'm with you. I, I literally whoop, whooping that and I, ass. And I know, I, I know, I, I know. I thought that New England would beat Denver, and and BLG was the only one among us who who nailed that call. But and this Denver defense is really, really good. Maybe not all time great, but like that next step down potentially, especially if they do find a way to win it. But it's like that's the, the point about the Carolina D. We're talking about this Denver D. That Carolina D's the second best in the league, and and not that much worse. And the offense. I mean, what Cam has done this year is it's unbelievable. He's the best player in football. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's really hard to argue. Yeah, you know? look and, at what, I mean, the guys he's taken. I mean, and I think it, Brown and all these guys. And I think that's a combination of that. I think Cam's like been there finally. You know, hey, imagine what happens when you don't have a car accident in the off season. <laughs> you end up going seven, eight, and one with. You know, just a, a garbage offensive line. You finally yep. shore that up. You and get they, which was which was coaching too. I mean, that O line was not super talented. Trey Turner obviously no. was was pretty good, but none of those. I mean, coming into the year, they were considered by many like 
potentially one of the worst. Terrible. Yeah, but just um, I was talking about the O line, but they were maybe the worst O line in the league heading into the season in terms of like talent. And that's why they've been amazing. Like, like, why wouldn't you knock on the door of Mike Shula? Like, that's I don't get that. Why is I I mean I. Because there's a, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot. There's a lot more as as good as Cam Newton has been playing, and you mentioned that wide receiving core. Like, that's a huge credit to them. Yep. That's a huge. I mean, like he's finding ways to get them open for some reason. No matter. How, and again, just like with that offensive line, shouldn't hold up those blitzes like that. No. You saw Arizona send everything, and it held up. It's and then coaching. you're coaching. It's, it's a lot still. of coaching. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's kind of crazy too. It's just like there's and you know I I, I would you consider their drafts. Strong, you know that's what I'm no, saying. Like, but, I mean, they've, the point is, like, look, back to back years, you take Cam one, you take Keekley nine. That that's huge. That's a, yeah, and that's, they have that's a franchise. what it is is they've hit their high picks. Most of them, I mean, uh, you know, the the Latula Lays, the you know, most of their first round guys have been decent. And then you get, I mean, they have hit some like Josh Norman was a what, fifth round pick or something like that. Uh, you know. Um, few of the other, I mean, Kawan Short, I think it was a second rounder. I mean, so they've done a really good job in the the first two rounds, and then all you need is like one or two hits after that, and and you make it happen. I mean... And they're not overspending in free agency, right? Well, they couldn't. But even, but like... They're still, the guys they are getting, they're getting like qual. Like, look at Ted Ginn. I mean, like that's a perfect free agent signing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I said this when we were on the show last week, James. Like Walter Thurman coming into this year was like the perfect free agent signing that the Eagles should look at moving forward. Like a guy who's who's not going to break the bank. He's kind of just like a cheap flyer guy with starting potential. Like a, like a Ted Ginn, like right. a guy who you know you're not counting on him to to save the franchise, be some big playmaker. But you know you get him at a good value. You know that's what this team needs. This team doesn't need. You know, more like more DeMarco Murray's and more Byron Maxwell, where you're shelling out all of that money and putting that into these guys. Yeah, and, and, I and guess, Greg Olson too. Yeah, oh, sure. Kid. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, and he's Bears. been like that too. And it, I still can't believe the Bears traded. I, com- I unbelievable. What did, I was just looking that up. Do you remember what they gave up for him? It's unbelievable. That wasn't much. It wasn't much. But wasn't the, much. The, there's, you know, the, and that's, and then you look at Denver, and that's the that's what you're saying. Like they they did the Byron Maxwell's and the 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 DeMarco Murray type of spending. Obviously, the the talent evaluation was a lot better than what those guys brought in because you. Had have, you know, and and again, it's guys that you they took like Kim Talib was. It's, it's kind of weird that Bill Belichick of all people would kind of move on from them, you know. And you, you look back at the previous year where the the Patriots they well, that's they spent, not that weird. I mean, Belichick's always moved on from guys. Well, no, that's what I'm saying too. But then every year they he so he gets moved. Then they bring in they they spend their entire basically free agency signing a, a, a completely new. Secondary, other yeah. than Devin McCourty, Devin so, McCourty yeah, so the like, you go get the but best then, yeah. of CB at the time. You could do all that. Now it falls apart, and guess what? It didn't even matter because Mal- they moved on. And, and Malcolm Butler was really good there. Yeah. And Logan Ryan, Logan Ryan played really yeah. well too. Yeah, no, uh, uh, look, it's it, uh, so. And again, I think it, it just comes down to what uh, you know. We get this thing stuck in heads like, oh, you can't, you can't spend in free agency. You can't, you can do anything you want as long as your talent evaluation yeah. is on point. And that's where, uh, again, it's like it was. It might have been one of the downfalls of, of of Kelly. Maybe undervalued a bunch of a bunch of things here. I think Howie probably has those faults too. But I, I'm not sure what that is exactly. I think more more or less he relies on what the league is going to do and what the league is telling him to do, rather than just be like, no, this is. This is what we want. This is this is the guy here, and I don't think you're going to find that in a collaborative effort. I, I just I've always thought that way. Yes, you need guys there to bounce ideas off of, but there needs to be one guy that's saying, 
we're doing it this way. This fits with this guy's right. coaching philosophy, and we're going to go like that. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. There's always going to be voices in that room. Uh, that's what scouts are. That's what they do. I mean, you've heard stories, whether it's Daniel Jeremiah talks about it a lot, or, or guys talk about being in that room in the draft and, and having your guys and making your pitches for the guys that you want and you believe in and whatever. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I think it's a, a nice back uh, kind of comparison there to look at these two teams and look at how they were built. Because you're right, John, like one kind of is, is one philosophy and the other is a completely different philosophy, whether it was because it was forced or not. I think that makes a difference. And, and the funny thing, Marty Herney, the, the GM who drafted Cam Newton and Keekley in back-to-back years, got fired. And David Gettleman's in there, you know, and who's done a great job. But it's it's it just shows how... You know, quickly we can react to things. And Ron Rivera almost lost his job two years ago. They were this close yeah. to firing him. Yeah, yeah, that's and exactly right. And that's where, you know, uh, as far as – and as much as, look, you know, Kelly wouldn't have worked moving forward. I think we can all establish that now. Just wouldn't have worked. No matter if they won that playoff game, like – It wouldn't have mattered. There's yeah. tension in the locker room. There's tension all over the place. It had gone too far. Right. Uh, so, and, you know, they, they both have their faults for doing that. But, again, with – we talk about <laughs> – I don't know. Is continuity overvalued? Is it still overvalued? Because at the time of free agency last year, there was a lot of people that chimed in and said, you know, I really like this direction because people get so involved with it. And then, you know, eight months go by and there's a, well, this is what you're talking about in the continuity of this. You know, that, that's why I feel like there's there's two sides of everything. I think we look at good teams and go, that's what you should do. And they're, they're, they've done yeah. it completely two opposite ways. So, what, you know, what are I, we really saying? I think, no, it's a great point. I think that, I think that continuity is important in certain spots especially offensively more than defensively i think you can you know get playmakers on defense and we're seeing that with denver i mean like you said i mean they brought in all these pieces and it's great because they're all really good players you know so you can do that i think offensively though especially with things like the offensive line i mean that's really the reason this carolina alliance played so well is is they played together last year four out of the five guys i mean they've they've you know progressed together and learned. I think they're quarterbacks and receivers. I think there's something to the continuity there, but I don't think it's some general overall like catch-all. You're right. I think they're, we can kind of pick and choose the things that work and and it and usually is that way, right? Copycat league, all that, something works and someone says, oh, that's the way you do it and they do it. I think, attempt a, to. I think continuity is a, a byproduct, you know, a lot of the times. I mean, Chip talked about this when he was still here about wanting to bring Sam Bradford back and about how, how much value that would have next year with Bradford back and having that continuity and he pointed to Andy Dalton and Cam and guys like that. But you know, those are good those are good franchise quarterbacks. You can't just, you know, stick Nick Foles in here, for example, and and stick with yeah. him and say, Oh, continuity is gonna be better. It doesn't work like that. I mean you still have the, the talent part has to be there. And that's why the going back to way earlier in the show, like you said, like the biggest need of this team is player personnel and getting the right and not just not just hiring some kind of vice president of player personnel kind <laughs> yeah, of deal yeah. where you know, he's really not even in charge, but no, like a guy who is really in charge and is really as good as what he's doing. I think, you know, you you marry the talent there to the coaching and that's what creates the continuity. Yeah, and I th- that's really what John was saying. And, and I don't think it's – it's it, there will be a lot of voices in that room. And, and it's obviously a guy to make the final call. But it's also a guy to to set the vision and the direction for the scouting staff, for the type of players. That, like, you need that vision. You need some sort of, of plan as a scouting staff, as a personnel staff. You need a plan. You need a way you want to shape things. And you need that voice to, to – Put that in line. I think that's where you need that that person at the top. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, BLG says you know Andy Dalton, good quarterback. Of course, you're going to keep him on. But we weren't we weren't saying that two years ago. No. We weren't saying that even a couple of years ago. We were well, saying even Andy even Dalton will never won a playoff game, which he still hasn't. Yeah, but. 
So it's you know, and I think to that point, that's why I'm saying, like you know, I I, I think Bradford is a is Andy Dalton, right? At least I got a, who can't win the playoffs. Had a big, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, got the, we'll have the we'll have the Bengals curse or, or whatever. But I'm saying until, he doesn't have the uh, the the red hair though, so not nearly <laughs> yeah. as fun. Until something better comes along, which you should always be actively looking at. I think that you know I can't remember whoever said it, but. Take a quarterback every year. Whoever had that philosophy, yes, very smart person. Uh, Ted Thompson, Packers. Yeah, that? Ted, yeah that's yeah, Ron Wolf. Ron yeah. Wolf. Yeah, so and, and, Ron Wolf. That was it. Was a yeah, Ron Wolf right. philosophy. Yes, and you say, you see that with you see that with certain teams. Like you can't just be stuck unless you finally hit the jackpot with. You know, even with Aaron Rodgers hitting a jackpot, they're still they're still taking flyers on on Brett Hundley. Sure. I think that's exactly. a, that's, a, that's a smart idea. If it's in the fifth round, it's like okay, this this is too good yeah. to pass up. And then let's see if we can develop this guy. Trade him maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like the like the AJ Feely and the Kevin Cobb and like all that stuff. I mean, those that's what you do, right? You get the guys, and obviously the Cobb thing didn't play out exactly how they expected it to in terms of the succession whatnot that a little bit the uh that, the joe banner <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that was fantastic yeah. we wasn't actually it? that that cut is in there uh uh we we could we get to that yeah i tell you what yeah well i want to come back to that let's go to ray first then i want to because it's, it's pretty interesting you're ray in yardley what's going on this morning pal how are you oh uh, you guys are speaking my language and how's it going good 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 what's uh what's on your mind today Oh, goodness. Um, well, starting from where you just left off, I would say that, honestly, our answer to quarterback next year, and maybe not in the long term, but next year, I think our answer to quarterback comes from that Green Bay philosophy. You look at, uh, I think, uh, Scott Tolzien, um Isn't a long-term answer, but if you let Bradford go, I'd say he's by far the cheapest and best free agent on the market. But what I wanted to get with on letting Sam Bradford go is that the Eagles – Never use the compensatory draft pick philosophy, but in this season, I think that we're primed with it. When you let Bradford go, Curry go, and Thurman go, they're all going to land bigger contracts than what we were paying them last year. So in 2017, I think that gets us at least a third-round pick for Bradford's contract. Well, probably- it, it, it kind of depends, right? Because in, in that scenario, yeah, if they, I, I actually don't think that Curry is is uh, is going to be leaving here. But aside from the other guys, like if Bradford leaves, if Thurman signs bigger contracts, it also matters how much they bring in too. How they how they do the compensatory picks is so awkward and weird how they judge it. So yeah, it's it, I agree with you. Like yes, there should be that there. It's just relying on that, especially with Bradford and wherever he signs, because I, I would assume they're going to be. Not heavy. It's not going to be like last year, but they'll still be making a, a lot of decent moves in in free agency. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's, if you let the guys go and you bring in something lighter, like, for example, you know, Tolzien, uh, even, you know, you guys were talking about Mayock, and he is, you know, adamant about how, how uh, deep of a draft class this is on the defensive line. So if a guy so like Vinnie Curry was gone, yeah, you know, and if a guy like Vinnie Curry goes, and I mean, my draft philosophy for the Eagles this year, I think I honestly would take highest value of either a defensive back or defensive lineman in round one. And then in round three, we got two thirds. I would take two offensive linemen. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a bad philosophy at all, Ray. We really appreciate the call. It was a great call. That was a great uh, call. And Thanks, Ray. And, the, and the same thing. Yeah, again, the same thing with with anything. I, I I I agree. If the if QB is really the best spot up there, let's say that I don't know, there's nine defensive defensive linemen that go off the board for whatever, it probably won't happen. But if it's there yeah. and you and you turn that cut. Uh, then that's then the you know then you go then do you that take way. the shot yeah you just don't the point is we're, we're just saying don't reach for stuff yeah when you when you when there's when it's not necessary to exactly do so. uh, but we do have that cut uh, from uh, Joe Banner pretty interesting how this might have changed the Eagles history here no way to deny this is just a great player probably one of the better 
number five picks in the draft for a non-quarterback position. Interesting story here. If people remember, when we were in Philadelphia, we traded Kevin Cobb to the Arizona Cardinals for Dominic Rogers Camardi in a second-round draft pick. The original trade was the fifth pick in the draft, which we were targeting Patrick Peterson for, and the second-round pick the next year. Because there was a lockout, you weren't allowed to make trades leading into the draft or else Patrick Peterson would have been a Philadelphia Eagle. I, <laughs> see, see, wow. there's a, there's I a, like everybody's just, coughing. I think he's, crap. he's just trolling us is what he's doing there. That He's trolling the entire Eagles fan but base. Just that imagine one. if it was true. Like, imagine how things but, would have been different. Oh, I mean, my God. Games, you could have gotten Patrick Peterson. You could have got J.J. Watt. You could have gotten Julio Jones. Well, that's you one of the have, great dra- first rounds uh, of all time, maybe. And, and the Eagles got Danny Watkins. The Julio Jones trade with yeah, the Browns. Truth. And you could, or, or sorry, with the Falcons, and you could have gotten a bunch of draft picks. I mean, obviously didn't happen. Maybe Joe Banner is BSing yeah. us, but well, still. I agree. Did it's I, a, did it's I, a mind blower, but wh- why wouldn't they do it after? I don't understand how, like, couldn't they still do it after the CBA was signed? Why did that completely Well, because it was after it? the draft, right? They already, like, Was that what in. it was? Yeah, it was, it was, it, was yeah. it after the draft, yeah. and that's right. why? It was way after the draft. It was, like, late August. Like, you know, Cardinals might have liked him already, you know. Right. Yeah, Things change. Things yeah. change. And I wonder, did I hear that right? It was the fifth overall plus yeah. a second rounder? Yeah, plus second rounder. <laughs> well, they got, that, they, they got that second rounder anyway, right? This well, in the, the well, yeah, yeah, Cobb, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was what right, they ended up right, getting. Right, but, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll take we'll take Peterson, Light, and DRC. And, they yeah. probably thought they were like, oh, yeah, we hit the jackpot. And the Eagles would have kept their first-round pick still. So they could have still drafted Danny Watson. Oh, he could have still had Danny. Oh, so so no, no nothing lost. We're good. That would have made – I wonder if that's uh, – if the, who did they take with that second-round pick? Do you, does anybody remember? Was that end up being Nate Allen? Yeah. That was Nate Allen. It was da- – oh, no, no, Nate Allen was the Donovan McNabb pick. Wasn't that the one they traded back and they got Vinnie Curry and – Oh, yeah, Vinnie yeah, Vinnie Curry yeah, and Kendricks right. with right. the same round, that second round. I think you're right. would have been It would have been – you know. One of those two, in theory, for the because they traded back around. Good Crap, crappy fire. That's probably not true, but it would have been. It, that would have changed the franchise for for oh sure. And he would have still been yes. here. There would have been a yeah, yeah, like Patrick Peterson. And the, and the fact that Ken Wisenhout would be like, yeah, I'm all right with the fifth overall for Kevin Cobb. Oh my God, that would have been the steal of the century. I would have loved that. Just the just the the memories, the the memories. <laughs> uh, but you know, instead, you know, we get uh, we get the wide nine and and the destruction and, and yeah, and DRC le- and at least we get to, really we get to make Danny Watkins jokes forever and ever so it's something i guess so it's worth it yeah right yeah, if you didn't if, it, if you were if you were down about this eagle season you need a little cheer up well there, there you go uh, i'm telling you banner was just trolling us he, he just wants to mess with us yeah i think he did you know he's kind of peanut gallery interesting that i love that um did you anybody else see that too that he thought the the fake the evil Les Bowen oh, that's been going that was around. Great. And I know a lot of people have been caught he, with that on Twitter. Yeah. Peak 2016. <laughs> yeah. ASPN retweeted it. Yeah, they yeah. did at one oh point and then they unretweeted it. Uh, yeah. Got Martin Frank and got a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. But but like the evil Les Bowen fake account went in on Joe Banner and said, like, oh, here we go. Here's the peanut gallery. Joe Joe is ready on the keyboard to fire back. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. So I always I always find those uh, the, those entertaining. Yeah, here's the thing. I think the evil like it's the parody stuff is fine. It's the people who do like the Adam she- or Darn Shuffler and like all that stuff. Where it's like really like you have nothing better to do than to just try and get like trick people with it. Well, it like what does that do for you? What does that get you in life? That's really Uncle Chaps at Uncle Chaps. You know, if you follow him on Twitter, who's who's hilarious all, all around, but. That's his brand. That's like what he does. And everybody kind of jumped on Uncle Chap. Still, I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah. like he's faking out people to handle. Yeah, well, that's what I don't get too. Is because like, the, 
when it's the so blatantly not there, like, do you really not look at the handle in those situations? Yeah. You really just see like less. I mean, we all know that you can put anything. I mean, Chip Kelly, whatever you want to put there is on. Like, if why, why wouldn't you look at the handle? If you're in one of those moments though, where you're just like refresh, 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 and during like even last year with the free agency period, you can you can definitely get people on that, which is you know, yeah, but it's, it's like, funny. After a while, but after you just like, all right, all right, it's, a, it's it's almost it's almost run its course. But uh, you know, regardless, what hasn't run its course is is still trying to figure out just what exactly is going to be the perfect formula here coming into this off season. And we, I don't think we, I don't think we know yet because it's no. there's so many things that are up in the air. Um, and you know, I I really feel like this is no matter what ends up happening, they hang with Bradford. If they don't, if they get somebody cheaper in here, I I think they they need to have a, a total of three. New quarterbacks in here, and whether that's you know one in free agency and two in the draft. Well, I mean Sanchez is gonna be here, right? Well, you could trade him. You can cut him. Yeah, or cut like him. Yeah, three million or something. Yeah, I don't think he is gonna be here. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I would lean towards no. I would, so wait, well, hold up. It say it would save you on the, the oh, yeah. cap if yeah, you got him easily. If it, it saves him free agent after the, this season, yeah, it saves him three and a half. If they cut him, it saves him four and a half if they trade him. If you can believe that. So really? I, I think there would be a good deal in place for <laughs> okay. that to that to kind of move on for. Uh, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna head into the final half hour of the show. Of course, uh, Mosier and Shender coming up at uh, noon. It is BGN Rayleigh with John. Barchard, James Elser, and Brandon Lee Gowden right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Whitney. BGN Radio, 97.5 The Fanatic. We here for another half hour. The Mosher and Shatter take over. There's dancing going on in the studio. Uh... Yeah, there is. No, there is. There's always legit is. dancing going down. Even Pat Egan's moving. Uh, yeah, in fact, he's break dancing right now. I moved <laughs> to Whitney. There it is. Uh, uh, but we, you know, we talked about a, a lot of things over the past, uh, you know, four hours here, and we're just uh, really we're just looking at the, you know, the teams in the Super Bowl, and not to get all, you know, gimmicky and stuff, and trying to find it was like, oh, what's the? How do we get to that set? Well, I mean, I, I just think it, with anything, it just kind of comes down. <laughs> to a talent evaluation, and that, and not just saying in the draft or free agency or whatever. You just gotta make sure that you believe in the guys that are there. You gotta make sure that, like, yes, despite public opinion, which I think is a trap that these guys could get into. Uh, you know, you gotta yes. you gotta stick with no. Uh, you know, these are my guys, and this is what's gonna work. And granted, you there, that's I guess that was the trouble. In the past two years here, because there was so much infighting, there was so much like, "This is my guy, it's your guy." No, I'm yep. not playing Marcus Smith. Blah, blah blah blah. So that when you have that going on, like there's you, you really don't know what the direction is. You don't know what's what's going to happen there, and to rip that apart from going back and forth to that, we don't really know. So, but it, uh, basically, it comes down to: Do you trust? Howie Roseman with his talent evaluation. No. And, no, yeah. That's, that's no. an easy answer for me as well. And, uh, you know, w- with this and with the, 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 you know, the strange kind of front office structure that they're doing in here, this seems really late in the process. That's been confirmed by Adam Kaplan and a bunch of other people. It just seems odd that the guy that they're going to bring in is not necessarily going to have the strongest voice in the world, but they, they at least want experience. So I, you know, I don't know. Like that's that's why it's it's kind of hard to judge this thing and and say like this this is the definite route to go with well, this squad. 
Well, I think it's it's funny because you just brought it up and we've made fun of it a lot, but it, it really does have to be a collaborative process. Like You should have, you know, cohesion within your front office and people working towards the same goal and, and helping each other. And, you know, uh, Jeff Mosher is on next with, with Aton Chander, uh, talks about it all the time is, is those top guys like Eric DaCosta in, in Baltimore, those top number twos. And now none of those guys want to come here because – they're in a, a strong organization. They're structured. They're probably that next guy in Baltimore, or they wait for the the cream of the crop type jobs. But you're not getting any of those those top top personnel guys. Those those next shining stars in the leagues. The next Bill Polians. The next you know of those uh, uh, Rick Wolves or Ron Wolves. Excuse me. Like you're not get you know those guys are not coming here. And I guess it's, why you know what was so wrong with. Ed Manowitz, I guess. Not, you know, nothing, apparently, because other than being there, a chip guy. There's such a, a, a rising star in the organization, and that could be a BS line, too, of just, like, they're selling that because that's the yeah, only why? guy that's going like, to work with what, chip. But, people always say that, but, like, what, you know, like, well, you always heard good things about it. I mean, we, yeah, but, like, where does that come from? You know what I mean? No, like, I, yeah, well, that, I mean, like, it comes from the inside. Say, yeah, but that's what you say with anything. That's what you say with anything. I mean, what your media, whatever it is, it's always, you always have to filter that voice. You have to understand where the message is coming from, right? You know, I mean, whether it's politics, whether it's sports, whether there was, like, reports last year after the Eagles hired him that he could be, like, the next Ozzie Newsome. Like, yeah, that's like, come it's on. like, come like, on. What are, we, like, what are we doing? Come on. Yeah, well, it's just there's and, – and, again, I think it's because of how everything was shuffled around. It was just, you know, after last year, Chip looked at all the guys and looked at the scouting department and said, get out, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. So uh, maybe there hasn't been that continuity there either. But you hear these things about – you know, and not that I, I don't want to make this a big like Roseman bashing session or anything like that. I'm just saying that there's, you know, anytime that there is a guy like Manowitz or somebody else that's in there, uh, and even the guys that they let go, look, they're not that strong. I know you ever, it's it's enjoyable to listen to Lewis Riddick bash Howie Roseman because it's funny. Uh, at some points, a lot of the football guys crew. You know, really are down on on them, but it, you know, how much? It's, what, what are we talking about? You know, like yeah, but I, I do we want to be the Indianapolis Colts? Does Gregson like really want to be back here? But Not that's really. the thing is, I think I, I think that it's clear that Howie doesn't have the best relationships with the people in his his. Scouting department and the people who are under him, you know, Jeff Mosher said it. That. Yeah, he said it on the Jeff said on the air before that him and Manowitz didn't have a very good relationship. I think that it's very clear it's, it's what it's but, horrible from what yes, I yes because maybe how he was a little threatened by a guy who was viewed that way. Whoever was com- exactly, and and that's the, that's the problem is if you can't have talented, smart, you know, go getter, whatever people underneath you who are trying to be better and trying to eventually get to, and how he is going to feel insecure with those type of people, how are you going to get but talented I don't mind people that in either. your organization? I if Howie really what do you mean be- you don't mind well, that? From, from this perspective, I don't mind if Howie comes in there and says, no, I, I know I can do this job and, and whatever, but then how? To, that's what I'm saying. How collaborative can you really be? I don't really care. Like, declare yourself the GM and move on, and, and if you're the guy, then show me. Then show me. There's no reason to bring in this second guy or to hire the VP. Just hire internally. Hire, pick a guy. It doesn't matter. Like whoever you can get along with and, and work well with that's that you're not threatened by, then just bring him but, in, but make the choice, and go that I way. Agree, I agree, but they're not – that clearly Lori does, knows that the public perception, if he did that, would, would be uh, – people would be crazed about it. We already are knowing that that's actually going to be the case. So, yeah. I, And I think that Lori has clearly shown that he does pay attention to this stuff. And that is – and I think there, there are some signs there you could say, like, yeah, Lori probably – Said no, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that because I'm sure that's that's what Howie wanted to do. If they're out saying just like Jeff Mosher was saying on earlier and saying that they wanted an experienced guy in here, that you know that wouldn't line up with Howie's call. That's 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 the owner's call. 
Yeah, so, but and, but also experience can be spun, right? In the sense of like, uh, yeah, it might yeah. be, a, yeah, it's an, it's always oh, got a lot of experience, but he, you know, no one's offered him a job in a while, or you know, terrible. or he's been in TV for exactly, or it's terrible. It's like, yeah, Pat Shermer has a lot of experience as a, as a coach as well, and we've discussed Pat Shermer. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, evil Les Bonas, we were talking about just before. I just I just saw somebody get get hooked by it. evil Les Bowen. Just said uh, the Eagles and Fletcher Cox have reached an extension agreement, six years, hundred hundred two million dollars fifty. Fifty-five million guaranteed. That is evil, Les Bowen. Everybody, don't retweet it. It's not. It's not actually him. Uh, you can. Uh, it's very easy. Just look at the check mark. It's okay. But uh, or the handle. Look at the handle. <laughs> or just Twitter in general. Like it wouldn't be just like one person tweeting about that and all the other beat reporters. Yes. quiet. Like literally yeah, everyone be would be talking about that. Yeah. We and we always know. Like, look, someone always breaks it. But but if you wait a minute or two, then everybody else confirms it and jumps on and you know or or whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's. I, I, it's unbelievable to me that this still keeps happening. That in the, and I know you you said it before, John. People refreshing, not thinking, whatever. But seriously, just look at the handle. Look for the check mark. <laughs> well, it's so simple. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure. I mean, well, now that, now that we but, said that, we're all gonna like retweet. Yeah, some, of course, like, of course, we're gonna get caught with it. But the, yeah, I mean, like, my, I actually wouldn't. That's that's actually that sounds good to me. Honestly, if that was actually Fletcher Cox's. What were the numbers? I wasn't really paying attention because uh, you said it was 102 50 million dollars guaranteed over six years or something I mean, that's, like that. That's you know, that's, I think that's probably that's, right that, in the ballpark. That's actually. that's Endomic <laughs> and Sue money though. I mean, that's I mean, that's probably where he's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. in that, But that's that. Yeah, and and that's what probably gonna have to pay but that's a big time commitment I, and he's the type of guy you do that too but yeah, of course i was listening to uh adam kaplan on on the station here with jody Cameron on friday night and he was saying he's really looking i think i think it was him he was looking at jj watt kind of money so i mean this is this is going to be a big deal yeah no i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a huge deal uh and uh you, you know a lot of that's probably going to be i don't know what do you think you think it's going to be a lot of that's going to be up front right yeah. or do you think they kind of backload that Kind of tour. I guess it gets again. Yeah, it look, always comes look, back to the it, damn quarterback. And, and, uh, Howie knows more. what he's doing with this stuff. That that's the like we said before. You know, if you don't want to make it a big Howie bashing session, then there is stuff that he's good at, and he's good at, at structuring these contracts. He's good at finding ways to to maneuver around the cap, and that's a real skill to have. So, you know, it's it's useful. He's just not necessarily you know to be the a lot of people would a lot of people hear that and they go, well, yeah, because he's a good general manager. That's what good general managers do. Is the I guess that's what we don't I don't know we can that's have that we can have back I mean, and forth that's part of the job but is it more important to, to you know be cap savvy understand the market know what NFL players or, or where they're going to go or is the GM's is the GM's sole responsibility his number one job talent evaluation or is it more the contract D- side here I would say the more important part is the personnel side I mean like. Just think about that in the first place. You're not extending guys if you don't have good players. So where are you getting the good players from? And it's all from personnel evaluation, and and that is the big question mark. And I think again, that's the biggest need with this team. I think it's super concerning because I think you know we're talking, we get we get caught up in the in the minor level, like of of oh they need a new guard, they need a new wide receiver, whatever. But like like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter if they don't have the quarterback. That's obviously the key piece. But even you know with that in place. And the Eagles, if the Eagles do have a franchise quarterback, you know that sometimes those guys are, are cure alls, and they can you know make up for maybe a bad front office. But then you're at that point, you might be concerned that you're not surrounding your your star quarterback with the right pieces, just like the situation in Indianapolis with uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, and and also with Roseman, the the thing is more so not that 
that he's getting out of his lane. It's the point that he does something really well, and, and it's super important and, and part of that GM job. But but if you can't do the other part, then, then don't do it. Like, you know, that that's the problem, is that he should be doing what he's really good at and not trying to branch out into being a player personnel guy. Well, yeah, the, so I, I guess that's why you uh, – maybe that's more like the, the experience of like – Again, that's if that's going to be a collaborative effort, then why not have that VP of personnel be more in charge of the draft room? But Howie's always in there. But it's not Howie was cl- in there when Chip was in there. But that's the point, and that's what we keep getting at: is it's all lip service. All right, yeah, like yeah. they would have hired the guy already if he were going to be that important a piece of it. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, well, they yeah, have him at the Senior it. Bowl looking at these guys. I mean, right? Or more importantly, Howie Roseman wouldn't be here. If that's, right. that, that's how they really felt. But sure. uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, that's where it's it's all going to come down to, especially. I, I mean, at this point, we will finally know what Howie's draftability is about. Like, you can finally at least yeah. put him on that, right? If, if we all, we're all as a fan base, we're all agreeing. Yes, this this is now Howie Roseman's show. No there's no Andy. There's no us, banner. No Matt, yes, there's no Chip. There's no Manowitz. It's his show to run here. So you know, it's this is this is a big deal for him. I think this is kind of and look, you know, as much as. Much as I want to say, like thirteen is almost impossible to screw up. Everybody's going to say Earl Thomas because that's uh, right. That's where that's that's where that went. So it is possible to screw that up. And yeah, of course it is. Like BG, I, I uh, love Mike you, buddy. Mike Mamula at seven over Warren Sapp and Randy sure. Moss. Sure, you can easily screw that up. Uh, so you know, and it, I don't know. I don't know. That's I, I get worried that how, I mean, Howie does like to move back, and and he likes I, to, I he likes to make moves in general. Howie's a yeah. wheeler yeah. and dealer. I, I just don't and again I, I I think that's that's pretty much for me the most overrated thing about everybody that that talks about especially now that there's you know the second round pick isn't there but uh, the the overvalue of of moving back it, it doesn't it doesn't nothing to improve your team like it it puts bodies on the field I think it gives it- you more shots but it definitely removes you from the talent pool that you would be doing there. I, well, I really think it's this is dependent, right? It's dependent on the year on the draft. I mean, there can be a year where you have 20, 25 legit guys who are all, like, obviously you have your, your prime guys, but maybe there is a year where, where 10 to 20 is all the same type of caliber of guys. So I, I don't think that it, you could just say a, a catch-all you know, trading back's always right. a bad idea. I think that no, I, no, I'm not saying that. I know, either. I know, you're not. Saying, but like I'm saying, I think that it, it really is a, a it dependent on the, on the year and on the board yep. and on the players. It really is. It you can't spe- specify it without knowing what you're trading back for, what you're going to get, what you're giving up. I mean, it's it's really it's just dependent on the the players and the year too much. Yeah, and it's just I'm just saying for what for where the Eagles are now, where you can basically make an argument for any any draft any position. Yeah, I said uh, I'm fine with anything. Yeah, and then then. <laughs> It was. It would be utterly ludicrous to move back from there just because you want to recoup a pick. Like there, and that's what I'm saying. Most of those times, maybe it looked like after 15. Normally, that's pretty much the benchmark for. Okay, you can start to think about trading back because you're just you know all those guys are. You're probably even getting in this second round talent, especially when you get into the 20s and stuff. But I, at this point, when you see all the guys that are projected to go there now in February, and granted that can all change, but. <laughs> like I said, if they trade back, I'll be I will be so pissed again. I again, because but you're, you're missing on what, out on on guys. That but you it's what you're getting need. too, right? Like, what if what if someone you know you're at uh, 13 and Miles Jack is still on the board, and I, I I'm saying I would take him. But what if what if someone offers you the moon? What if someone comes? I mean, it's all dependent. You can't make the. I mean, look and. 
And, you know, Bill Belichick. What I, that, all that dude does <laughs> is, is trade back. The last I think Chandler Jones, well, he made the, he made his first round pick a couple years in a row. But, like, like uh, for, for 10 years, a decade, all that guy did was trade back in the first round, you know, or trade back out of the first round or whatever it is. And, and usually picking at the end of the round, a, a different thing. But just I, I really just I think it's very dependent on the player pool, on what you're getting offered. There are just so many factors to, to say don't trade back. Like, if they trade back from 13 to 20 and they pick up two seconds or so, I mean, like, that wouldn't happen. But <laughs> it wouldn't happen. I'm just saying, like, the point is, is if if the value is there, I'm, right. I'm not against it. And John's what John's saying, I think, is, you know, don't go into the draft saying we're going to trade back. Exactly. Like, don't, yes. go yeah, that yeah, don't have that plan. That totally good with plan. that. But totally yeah, good with that. But I'm, I'm with James. You know, if the situation comes up and, you know, it makes sense, yeah, I mean, you got to do it. And it's not just with how – I don't think it's just with Howie either. I think there, there have been times where – you, they, I, I think they go in with a plan, well, and it goes. It, it doesn't go according to plan, and then they're scrambling. Yep. Like, and that's Marcus and that's with Smith. everybody. Like, it's just like, okay, we're gonna take. Uh, haha, we're gonna that do this. Seemed like a big chip thing. That whole panic thing. Well, like, that too. Yeah. Even, but, but even but before then, Andy, you know, that's Andy, a But Andy used to trade up, guys. I mean, Andy was more of a trade up guy than a trade back. Trade yeah. up for Brandon Graham. Trade it up for Macklin. Trade, you know, trade it up for uh, McDougal, I believe, which didn't work out. <laughs> but like that, I mean, I, I, there were a lot more instances of Andy trading up in the first, or Andy that that regime trading up in the first round than trading back. Roger uh, Broderick Bunkley was another one. Just yeah, another one. Panic. Yeah, great, in there. great. Thank you, Pat. Uh, all right, well, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Nick on a cell. What's going on? buddy how are you hey guys how you doing good oh, my phone's acting up i apologize no you're good on our end clear now so uh, listen i agree with you guys uh, 100 it depends on the value and what's going on and who goes before you and what your draft board is saying but let me just let me everything's relative in life most things are relevant life. temperature sweetness exactly if i'm going to relate to to chip chip a in my opinion did a horrible coaching job this year okay with the marco murray out of the shotgun okay b but his biggest fault as a GM, he didn't understand the word value. It's a five-letter term, V-A-L-U-E. He didn't recognize that if you have a player and you love him, but if nobody cares about him, then he has no other value to the other 31 teams. So guess what? You can wait. The one thing, and the other thing he didn't understand is how to write contracts. He brought in two really expensive contracts, DeMarco Murray and um, Malcolm Jake. No, not Malcolm Jake. Uh, Byron the, Maxwell, yeah. Byron Maxwell, okay. He didn't understand value at all in writing contracts and drafting players and free agents. Well, I'll, t- I'll, say, I'll say this, Nick, and I, I agree with you on a lot of the points, but, I mean, if, if Kelly really wasn't in charge of the contracts, uh, I don't know how much you can put that on him. Well, and sec- secondly, those deals, although, yeah, the, the, the production that they got out from both of those guys is, is, is putrid. And I, I, won't, I won't say that so much with Maxwell, but they can get out of those deals after this season. You know, I, it, it, it's I, bad, yeah. but it's not horrible. Let me ask you a question. But you're right about the value. The, the, uh, the concept of your co- is absolutely right. And that's, and that's why I'm not sure what how he is really as a GM, but what I do know is he's not going to jump around in the draft and, and overdraft people that, that a lot of people are going to be shaking their head. And being, he's not going to write, well, listen, in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, Chip made more GM mistakes last year and the year before cutting the Sean. Well, he wasn't the GM the year before. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. He made more mistakes in two years than I would say how he's done in five. But you got to. So, but you, that, you know, and, and Nick, it's a, you make a lot of great points here. I'm just saying, like, it's really hard to tell, like, who did who what. Did what. Yeah, and it's you know, Howie versus Chip. Like, yeah, who cares that, about Chip? Like, like, forget like, that. I've seen people say it, that. Well, at least you know how it will be better. It's not. It's not. Those aren't the only two options. There's a whole NFL of 
front office guys yes. and pers- like yes. people you can pick as a real GM. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like the yeah, we, we got to stop with the chip stuff. Just from the it's dr- over. Well, uh, well, fire up the engines here, Let's Graham. I got on. one more, but but th- that's what I'm saying though. Is there just on the draft alone? Was there really not any recognition of? A value there, like yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, free agency, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like you know, you that, there, no, there but, wasn't guys there that you really liked on the offensive line. You got a third round pick for this this year. You yeah, that drafted, was a nice trade. You, you know, you, you drafted where uh, uh, supposedly the best player on your board was. They took him. Everybody booed it. He ended up being probably the best drafted player last year in Jordan Hicks. Uh, yeah, you got that, a couple, exactly. It's Ja'Cory a great point. Shepard un- unfortunately got his ACL torn up, but he was having a strong good camp. We'll have to see what happens with that. Aguilar had a down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm saying like there was, there was I think, there, and maybe that was all Manowitz. We it, don't know. Right. Like, it and sounded also, like he was more of that. We also don't know, like the, you hear those stories about that, right? Like the, oh, well, Chip wanted Taylor Hart in the third round. or you know, who, who knows if that's true? Who knows if that's not Howie just going and saying, well, hey, definitely was. Like, hey, of course on, it was. So that's the point. Like, we don't really know what to believe. We don't know. We can't, we can't say specifically who was responsible for what un- until, you know. But regardless, it still brings up the point that it's just like we're, we're, you're not sure on what exactly he's, you know, is it about his talent evaluation, about a, 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 a bunch of ever, a different other things. Let's just say, for instance, that, yeah, he does understand value, which I think we all we all do. Uh, but it, just because you understand value doesn't mean you're going to make the the proper selections. You know, I, I think you can argue. Yeah, I mean, like in uh, whatever that was, the, the Nick Foles draft, like landing him, uh, landing uh, the two, the 2012 draft was, I guess, you know, a, a value picks all around. You found a, a starter for a couple of years in the third round with Nick Foles. There, there's some stuff there, but it's a, a lot of those things aren't. Game changing. Other than Fletcher Cox, who I think is is an ultimate game changer, I'm not. Re- there's there's been who they good, traded up for good players there, and I think every every GM is going to want good players. You you would say that Howie's hit a lot more than he's missed, uh, but there are there are some times there where you kind of scratch your head and go, all right, you know, I think we can. I mean, he took responsibility for it. We could safe to say that Marcus Smith was on him. There's, uh, you know, the Jalen Watkins. Marcus Smith was on him. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and yeah, yeah. (laughs) credit blame however you want to. You know, there's there's the Jalen Watkins, and still we shouldn't I shouldn't completely judge that yet. He came back after they cut him, but wasn't good enough to make the make the squad. And granted, that's coming from somebody else, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just think that there's there's still going to be a, a large process of getting to know exactly where he's at. I, I I'm just still on board as of now. Where if you're going to try and uh, get cute and trade back and try and recoup some of that value, despite the second round pick not being there, now, a lot of that depends on Bradford being here or not. But you shouldn't shouldn't trade out of that spot. With with the amount of guys that are there this year, it might change from year to yeah, year. Yeah, you know, I, but I think you better say. I think you said it in there without saying it. Just don't get cute. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Just don't get cute. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think this again, it helps when you're not in the 20s. And I think it helps with with any GM there. It's it's a it's a lot easier. Yes, we you can screw that up, but you know that's why I guess we're all pining for <laughs> for March. We want this thing to kind of speed up a little more. Uh, but the process is still going on. Since we just got a couple of minutes left here, gentlemen, then we won't make it a, a complete ring the bell <laughs> segment because. Uh, granted, we're missing Kyle Scott this yeah. morning, and uh, we're also uh, just—it's the Pro Bowl, really. And this is just going to come down to the degenerates here, and somebody's going to somebody. You got to have—you have a feeling it's somebody. If you're betting on the Pro Bowl, they got an in somewhere with some guys, you know, right there. You would have—I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to we're going to let those guys well, then, win. And take yeah, the you, yeah, that's what I mean. You hear those stories too, where it's like people betting like significant amounts.
ounce of money on the Pro Bowl. It's like that. Either you have inside knowledge of some sort, or you, that's that's when the you know call one eight hundred gambling, please. Okay, if you're at that point, <laughs> or Joe Eunice, one of the two, because you yeah, know you can, yeah. maybe he's way. maybe he's got the locked uh, locks going in there. But you know we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the lines here because I'm curious how they kind of do this thing, and I, I don't know how. First of all, if you're a, if you're an odds maker, I don't know how. You set the line. I, I'd be interested to see, like... It's a great question, especially because, <laughs> like, you know... I mean, I think this is an over-under game. Like, that's that's basically all you confidently bet on, right? Like... I, I, can you confidently bet on it? I sure, guess you just always, it's always take the over? Yeah, yeah. If it's, <laughs> 10, it's like 60. points scored? Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. BLG, who are you taking is the Is there Pro a Bowl? line? Do we have a line I'm, or I'm trying to pull it up right now, but uh, if, um, you, if you had to guess, just... Uh, you know, are you going? Uh, it, well, how do the, how are the teams broken up again? It's like I team forget. Irvin and Team Rice, I believe, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so uh, yeah, it, it, which side are you going on? Uh, what's your gut feeling this, for this evening? Okay, we have a line. I believe so. Here we go. It is. Uh, it, it opened. It opened at Team Irvin minus three. Heavy money on Team Rice because it is already down to one minus one. So so it opened at three for Team Irvin. Now Team Irvin is only a one point favorite. That line's telling you something, guys. <laughs> Screaming. I'm, I'm taking the points here. I, I'm going with Team Rice. Why? Because they have Fletcher Cox. There you go. Oh, there you Betting go. on Fletcher Cox. Who well, you got? Well, it, just in the case of, of you know, it, I, it is weird that that line has gone from yeah. three. Oh, yeah. That's weird to me. But um, screw it. I'm going to go the other way. Why not? Ooh. Oh, yes. Team ring Irvin. <laughs> ring in the bell. Ring it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, Teamer, why not? You know why? Here's my reasoning. I've got real reasoning here. Uh, Jerry Rice, kind of a placid kind of guy, not th- super exciting. Michael Irvin's going to be coaching I his can't guys up. We're talking about Michael this. Irvin's <laughs> going to care. Michael Irvin wants to win. He wants to beat the greatest wide receiver of all times team. I'm telling you, Team Irvin for the win. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm with BLG. I'm gonna take Team Rice. I think Fletcher Cox is the no, no, does nothing because they're not gonna touch the quarterback. But uh, here's what I will: a 72 and a half on the over and under. That is a strong, strong, strong over under. Uh, over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna take the over so by like, like a it, half a point. Yeah, I'll take it by a lot. I mean, what's that? That's like you could see a, a 40 to, to 32 game. Is is all I need? I, sh- one, yeah. one of the teams gets into the 50s. Over under 72 and a half? What's it again? 72, 72 and a half. Last year, it was only 60 points. Ooh. I'll take the under. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, that's uh, that's going to do it for BGN Bucket Radio. Locks. Locks. Uh, you know, I wouldn't trust uh, us uh, making you any money with the Pro Bowl. And just like James said, seriously, get, get some help with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're betting heavy on this. But uh, this has been BGN Radio for uh, John Archer, for Mr. James Zeltzer, and, of course, uh, Brandon Lee Gouton. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to us right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's Aton and Mosher coming up right now on 97.5 The Fanatic.